1: on the HUGE show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. And here's what's on the schedule. February 2nd through the 5th, Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. February 5th, Mania, the ABBA Tribute inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 16th, it's a HUGE show with Cody Johnson, with Randy Hauser inside Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets going fast at Ticketmaster.com. February 21st and 22nd, Shen Yun, China Before Communism. That will be inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 23rd, New Jack City Live. A live play based on the 1991 hit film, New Jack City, inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And February 24th, Joe Bonamassa, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. February 25th, John Christ two show times at 4 and 7 inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. And February 27th, WWE Raw, Monday Night Live inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Those tickets are smoking hot right now at Ticketmaster.com. And the show season is here at DeVos Place in downtown grand rapids the michigan international auto show runs this weekend at devos place february 10th through the 12th it will be the west michigan golf show at devos place and the grand rapids boat show is back february 15th through the 19th at devos place in downtown g.r fridays on the huge show across michigan are presented by Van Andel arena devos performance hall and devos place in downtown g.r What's up, Michigan? It is time to begin a Friday journey with Superfly Hayes, our executive producer. He just went down and grabbed Alan True, uh, who covers the entire Midwest for 24-7, a great recruiting insider. And we will look back at signing day two and signing day one, but also I'd like to bring Alan in and look ahead. To the top high school football recruits in the state of Michigan this upcoming fall. Michigan, Michigan State, a year from now, the MAC schools, uh, the D2 schools. He knows everything across uh, the Midwest. I've also noticed Prime. He, he's not prime time anymore, he's just Prime. Uh, he is going everywhere. He's using his name, and I was looking at Alan's Twitter feed. He, he's coming into the Midwest. He went after the kid from Hudsonville, Unity Christian, who transfer portaled out of Hillsdale, who ended up at Arkansas, to Slaw, former quarterback who is just in, his highlight reel for catches might be one of the best I've ever seen from any receiver. I'm being honest. Uh, The one-handed catches at Hillsdale, where he led the GMAC in receiving. And I found out through Joseph Doherty, who's a backup linebacker for Hillsdale out of Grand Rapids, Forest Hills Eastern, that he says, watch, you'll see a black pad on the hand he's not catching. He had like a, not fractured hand, but a broken bone in the hand, so he had to catch one-handed. And that huddle reel, this is where we're at with Twitter, social networks, That huddle reel went viral with the coaching community. And before you know it, Iowa State, Prime at Colorado, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and others were lining up for a wide receiver out of Hillsdale. That's why any kid chasing a dream right now, listening across Michigan, you have a shot by working hard. And you never know who's going to see you, and then it becomes a bidding war. So Alan knows recruiting across the Midwest, he's based in Grand Rapids, also a Pretty darn good comedian. Uh, we'll get his tour schedule. Superfly wanted an autograph and did a little selfie with Alan. Uh, Laugh Fest is coming back. Is it right? Is that back this spring? It is in March. Yeah, yeah, that's one of the premier comedy festivals in America, isn't it?
2: It is. It's huge now. I mean, uh, you look at the names that have been there in the past. Jay Leno's been around, Betty White was here, Bill Burr's been here. It's it's pulled in some great names over the yeah, years.
1: Yeah, a lot of the up and comers and you get some of the established names and you get uh you know, local comedians, which kinda gives it a great feel
2: for uh laugh fest yeah you know what? you're right that we had amy schumer was here before anybody really knew who amy schumer was are you was on the
1: board to... or are you do that stuff or are you just uh doing shows with
2: them? there's a local comedians board that i'm on that we we help a oh, those meetings must be great oh they're <laughs> we get off <laughs> they're task. hilarious is that what you <laughs> yeah, wanted to yeah. say <laughs> actually we 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 have a hard time staying on task as you can imagine oh yeah, yeah. Uh, i trust me i played against you guys in that
1: uh a charity basketball game a couple years in a row with uh Laugh fest, which were awesome at the old uh, Deltaplex. That's yeah. right.
2: We're all we're all aging ourselves out of that game. So we are. not know if it'll come back. I'm telling
1: enough. you. Somebody asked me the other day, they go, are you running hoops as much as you used to? And I said, no, the pandemic gave me a really easy out. Yeah, I can't go to the gym four times a week because I'd start to go three times a week, and I'd be Herman Munster. I couldn't move for the other four days of the week, and... You know, you, you you get older. I'm 61. You're still younger. It is what it is.
2: Still, though, I, you gotta you ought to come out to the pickleball courts. It's easy. I am on doing the knees. that. I am. You know what? Joey Barone plays
1: a lot of pickleball. My friend Jeff Trimble. You might know Jeff. I'm I not play sure. Play with those guys. Yeah yeah. yeah,
2: yeah. Jeff, I went to high
1: school with him. I can't really go into stories what happened in high school, but there was no <laughs> social networks or camera phones. And I, I am going to do that because my schedule will allow me in the morning when the courts won't be crazy busy. During the weekday, right? And I can get out there and get a couple hours in. I am doing that uh, this spring. That's our exercise update presented by Alan True, Midwest <laughs> Regional <laughs> Recruiting Director for 24 7 in studio. And he, uh, like on his Twitter, he says he does Big Ten Network once a year on signing day and uh, he does the huge show. Uh, once a year, we bring him in studio. Uh, we'll get to the future recruits, but what would you say? was the best high school player you saw in Michigan. I, I think this is an easy one. Is it Dante Moore? Was that, is that an
2: easy one? That's an easy one, and where it gets hard is he may be the best that I've seen in the state of Michigan in my entire yes. time doing this. I agree. Hunter, I saw him in the
1: state championship game. I don't see a lot of kids at the high school level, and you, you follow him more than I do, Alan, where I look at the guy and say if he doesn't get hurt or in trouble – He's a surefire first-round NFL pick.
2: And these kids have a long waiting list of people who want to tear them down a lot of the time when you're ranked that highly. You look at any top recruit in history, there's always their share of naysayers. I don't know that I've found anybody that says, oh, man, that kid's overrated. That Dante Moore's overrated. Mm -mm. He did everything he had to do to get atop the state rankings and stay there. I mean, that, that playoff, that state title game against Muskegon, I don't know, that he did he make a mistake? And that was a good mistake. team. It was a good team, and it's not like his, his skill talent was good. It wasn't what it was a year ago. And then he goes down to the All-American Bowl in San Antonio, and I don't know that he missed in that game either. He's, I mean, he's about as polished and as ready of a quarterback as I've seen come out of this state in the 15 years that I've done this.
1: So he was originally committed to Oregon and had a reported huge NIL deal, and then out of nowhere here comes UCLA in the end who got him, right? Yep, yep. Was it just
2: NIL betting? You know, his quarterback coach at Oregon left and became the head coach at Arizona State, Kenny Dillingham. And UCLA did a great job of staying in contact with him that whole time. Chip Kelly's got a pretty good resume of NFL quarterbacks. Yes. He's, there's immediate availability at UCLA. And, and I don't know, have you been to UCLA? It's beautiful. It's hard to fault. It's I, like I, a resort. I went for the first time maybe two summers ago. And I will not fault any kid for wanting to go to that school.
1: Pepperdine and UCLA's campuses look like resorts.
2: I knew when he said, I'm going to go fly out there and take a look. I thought, I better I better get the story ready for him flipping to UCLA.
1: Well, and UCLA get ready to come to Big Ten in a couple of years, and USC's just pumping out NIL money and the UCLA boosters and school and athletic department... Uh, They had to present a a very attractive offer to Dante Moore and other guys that they're trying to lure in. Chip Kelly gets it because he's been in the NFL, and USC is just, you know, with Kiffin and uh, what they're doing with NIL money. I I do wonder when the NIL money train is going to be curtailed. It won't end. But when they start saying, if you're going to get money, you need to do commercials, endorsements, the name, image, and likeness, which it stands for, it's not pay to play. I, I think that day is coming soon.
2: I think this first group of kids is their success is going to help drive that too. If you are one of these NIL collectives and you're shelling out millions of dollars and that kid shows up to campus and all of a sudden stops going to class or doesn't perform the way he's supposed to and you've put all that money in, they're going to be a little more nervous to put out that amount of money the next time a kid like that comes around, right? So I think that it may be... I think the better system is to wait till they're let them establish themselves into stars in college, and then give them that amount of money. But coming out of high school, you're doing that to get these guys, and it's and as somebody who tries to project what these kids are going to do, it's tough to figure out what their futures are going to be sometimes.
1: Why not have it incentive laden? You come in as a freshman, you play X amount of minutes. You really make it almost it, it is professional football to a point now. In the colleges, and again, the rule was through the Abandon lawsuit that was about video games, name, image, and likeness, and it became pay to play. And the NCAA just looked the other way. They're letting everybody ramp up the transfer portal now. You got the wild, wild west, which, from a recruiting standpoint, Alan, for you covering the Midwest for twenty four seven, that the COVID year, the red shirts, the transfer portal has really changed the landscape for high school football
2: recruits. If you're not Dante Moore, right? Even if you are Dante Moore, it changed a lot. Because, I mean, I don't think that his plan was to be flying on a plane to L.A. the last weekend before the early signing period, but there he was. It's changed it for everybody. Uh, The portal has changed a lot. And you talk to the college coaches. As soon as the season ends in November, their month of December They are scrambling. They're trying to finish their recruiting classes. They are trying to look into the portal, which now there's thousands of kids in the portal that you have to evaluate. And then you have to try to keep your own guys from going into the portal or recruit them back onto your roster. You got to
1: re-recruit your team.
2: Yeah. So, and then January comes around and you may be still trying to finish your class, but you're immediately going into 2024, 2025 recruiting. I don't know when they really get a break, and I don't know how sustainable that's going to be for everybody to, to keep this kind of schedule. I do think that there's some thought at widening the gap between the two signing days. It seems like they're t- the two are too close together right now, and, and that could be something that helps out. But December is just a rat race right now.
1: Or do a signing day before the season begins so a high school kid can make his decision. Who, who already knows? You know, Dante Moore, no matter what he did his senior year at Detroit King, you knew he was going to be – you know, Oregon, UCLA, Michigan, wherever, one of the big boys, right?
2: Yep. And I think you have the built-in loophole of if your head coach gets fired that you're committed to, you get to get out of that. That's already there. So that that protection for the athletes is there um, to where if you now have an earlier signing period, hopefully that's there to protect the the student athlete from if you sign in July – uh, come November, December, the head coach you committed to gets fired. You get to reopen the process and and get out of that uh, nil.
1: And with all the you know the trickle down effect, and you following Midwest high school football recruiting and the colleges uh, who go after the high school players uh, for twenty four seven, you get some kids who are really good. Who are I'm not knocking the GLIAC, which is like the SEC of D two football, but you get a lot of kids now who aren't getting opportunities. At those D1 schools, maybe like they were four years ago.
2: They, in some ways they are, but they have to go, you know, you mentioned Isaac Tesla. That's what you have to do now. You have to sign with Northwood, go there and... Uh, Hillsdale. Or Hillsdale, sorry. uh, Make a few one-handed catches, (laughs) put that on video, and then maybe you can transfer your way up. Uh, But it's, yeah, it's changing the landscape for everybody. I think those schools have to do... A good job of their own roster management because the FCS schools got rated this year, um, and even the MAC schools. You know, the MAC Player of the Year, they the Akron got him for a year, and then he ends up at Pitt. And so I think a lot of those schools. You know, when you look at Western Michigan; um, they got decimated in the portal this year. Starting running back goes to Minnesota have defensive linemen going to Indiana and places like that. And so being able to retain your own roster for those G5 schools, uh, FCS schools, and D2 schools, that's going to become a real challenge and important to those programs.
1: I was really surprised after the year he had a year ago that Nichols, the big running back, didn't go transfer portal.
2: I think the idea was kicked around. I don't know exactly what brought him back. I thought, I th- I know that there were... Because he had such a monster year. Wasn't he those 2,000 yards or something the previous year? A huge year. Yeah. And then, and you know what's funny is um, schools will, obviously there's schools that will illegally say, hey, you know, get yourself in the portal. So I'm sure he was a popular target, but... I was stunned back. he
1: came back to CMU. I really was 'cause he was he looked great in that bowl game. A I think it was Washington State in the Sun Bowl, right? I'm, we're talking, you know, but, you know, fourteen months ago. And there's another kid uh, on your list at twenty four seven, number five in the state of Michigan. And I watched him in the state championship game, Warren D. LaSalle, Dan Rohn, the former Grand Rapids West Catholic, uh Ferris State assistant. Uh this Brady Drogosh. He's committed to Cincinnati, has been committed to Cincinnati. I, you know, again, like with Dante Moore, I'm on the sidelines with my kids and I'm watching them take on Grand Rapids Forest Hill Central, which was a solid football team. And my first thought is, how is Mel Tucker not beating down Drogish's door, asking him, and again, Cincinnati now is a better program than Michigan State. Okay, Luke Fickle, even though he's in Wisconsin, let's be honest, it's better than Michigan State football. Uh, but then that Brady Drogish, he's another guy I think that will play in the NFL one day.
2: Yeah, I think a lot of it with Michigan State was they were still pursuing Dante, and they didn't want to do anything to upset that balance. And then they, they had a chance still, or they felt they had a chance with him still to, till, towards the end of the process. But with Brady, he's one of those where let's let's not make this too complicated. This guy's 6'4", 200-plus pounds. He can run like a deer. Got a lot better as a passer over the last three years. He and sure When you did. win that many games at the high school level, and they play that Catholic league they play in, extremely tough competition to where you see when they got into the playoffs and they played other teams, it almost seemed easy for him because he was so used to playing the Catholic Centrals and the Orchard Lake St. Mary's and the Brother Rice's. The thing about him, he's obviously a great athlete, a lot of intangibles with that kid too, which I think sometimes can get overlooked when you evaluate quarterbacks.
1: Uh, He'll be very successful at Cincinnati. And Fickle left, and then Matt Mitchell left. Grand Valley to do special teams and coach outside linebackers for Fickle, and I guess there was a connection to Mike Tressel, who is Fickle's defensive coordinator, the former linebackers coach at Michigan State underneath uh, D'Antonio, so... Yeah, no surprise there with Matt. I am surprised. Lance Taylor was a great hire by Western. I had my first conversation with him this week. That guy's football resume is incredible. And for Western to get that, but Western has the money to pay, and that money was endowed back when P.J. Fleck uh, was there and getting ready to leave, so they have cash available. Uh, but Tony Anise, what he's done in back-to-back state championships, or, well, not state, I yeah, call it state and national championships, stay with the GLIAC. Uh but uh, that... Uh, schools aren't knocking on his door.
2: Um, I'm really surprised. He's somebody you just don't bet against at this point, right? He's won at every single level. High school, Grand Rapids Community College, and now at Ferris. And uh, not all of those places were easy places to win. And uh, I'm, I'm with you. I'm surprised that he hasn't gotten more attention when those jobs open up. And, uh, you know, some of it, too. He seems he seems very comfortable up there in Big Rapids. Uh, and And so I think he may be... You know, content to ride that out a little bit, but he's in a good situation.
1: Yeah, he's he really—that's uh, a good word, Alan. For my four days down there with him and the team and the coaching staff, he does seem comfortable. You know, lives on a lake halfway between Grand Rapids and Big Rapids. His wife uh, works in GR. He, his kids are on his staff. It's a it's a it's a comfortable situation. Yet, uh, man, they got some great talent. I'm telling you, I was watching them. I, I thought their defense. Would have been a top three defense in the MAC. I mean, it was that good, and they got athletes, and he's recruited well. I mean, he's sitting there uh, with great talent, and he grabbed a guy out of Grand Rapids South Christian who I love, Cam Post. I just love that guy.
2: Another good class coming in for him. um, You know, he always seems to find these guys. I watched their quarterback commit a few days ago, and I'm like, well, this is a a Tony kind of guy, very athletic quarterback coming in. Some good linemen like Campos. Uh, running back out of Ottawa Hills coming in as well. Kamarian Gibson who's... Is that the like big kid? The big giant running back going to Fair. Like one, about 261. Yeah. yeah, Looks like a defensive tackle playing running he back. He
1: is. I, I, I've been saying this because I've watched him the last couple of years playing against my son, right? At Grand Rapids Forest Eastern, Grand Rapids-Ottawa Hills in the same conference. I said, if that guy was on a good team right now, and nothing against Ottawa, and they they... They fought hard. They played hard. But if he was like with Dan Roan at Warren De La Salle, I'd be like yeah. Jerome Bettis.
2: Yeah. Yeah. He, I, I, I was surprised he didn't get a little bit more back attention. Yeah. For a big, you know, you look at him and I'm thinking immediately, like, this is cool that he plays running back at this level, but I'm going in evaluating him, expecting to come out of that listing him as a defensive tackle. And I went, you know what? I think this guy can play running back. No, I,
1: I, I, I watched it. So we were up big, 50 to 6, like a halftime. And I remember my and my son talked about it. He had a hit on him, man, where you could hear the. he came sideways, and I think he caused a fumble. Uh, but, man, that dude was a house. His legs were yeah. – I mean, he looked like an NFL between the tackles, old school – they like a Jerome Bettis, but even more cut up than
2: Jerome. You know, they tell you to tackle low, but even on that kid, there wasn't a whole lot of place you wanted to hit him. You hit him in the ankles, maybe.
1: Yeah, Ottawa had so. some good athletic talent. They did, I, I know, because uh, then when we put the subs in to start the third quarter, they scored like five touchdowns, and so they had to bring the starters back out because they made it a, a two-touchdown game like late uh, third quarter. Uh, who are, as we look ahead now uh, to a year from now, uh, next time you're with us in the studio, and Alan True, uh, Midwest uh, recruiting director, scouting director 24-7 when it comes to high school football recruits. Obviously, C.J. Carr is the best. He's going to Notre Dame, but I don't know. Notre Dame's bringing in, you know, transfer portal guys. Is is that still a solid situation with C.J. Carr in Notre Dame?
2: Yeah, I think that it is for a couple of reasons. Number one, just the family he comes from and the way that kid is. I mean, you talk to him as a sophomore and there was a maturity there about him. He's not going to be one that's going to reopen the process and look around without very good reason. I think he had a lot of options and chose Notre Dame um, for, for a lot of good reasons. And those reasons are going to remain. Now I know, you know, they're talking about Tommy Reese uh, in connection with Alabama um, yeah, their OC for their yeah, offensive coordinator, yeah. and and that was and Tommy was a big reason that CJ committed. But I, again, I barring something very unforeseen, I think he's he's good with Notre Dame. Notre Dame is very invested in him. You know, they they were the leader for Dante Moore for a long time, and the more that Dante kind of went through the process and started to look at other schools, the more Notre Dame really zeroed in on CJ and said. You're the guy maybe for the next two classes. There was even some talk of trying to reclassify him back into the 2023 class so that he could come in this year. So Notre Dame's extremely high on him. He's extremely high on Notre Dame. So I think that is pretty solid. And naturally,
1: you know, the grandson of uh, Lloyd Carr, uh, the legendary Michigan head football coach. And, yeah, Reese, I saw that with Saban. My first thought was when I saw that was Saban wants to groom him to be a successor. That was my very... First thought, something I th- I think Sabin might have been thinking with Kiffin at some point, and Kiffin still could be that guy who goes back and leaves. You know, it's just sitting there at Old Miss waiting for Sabin to be done right. And you know, the coaches are nomads, and we can't really complain about the kids in the transfer portal with the way the coaches now move in conference. Or you look at Hugh Freeze and Bruce Pearl, both had show cause sanction penalties by the NCAA, and they're the tandem now coaching football and basketball at Auburn. Uh, but yeah, the Reese thing. I was like, okay, because Bill O'Brien, you know, is done. And back in New England running their offense, they got rid of Patricia. That was a, wow, a moment for Belichick. Uh, but the Reese thing, I started to think, you know, maybe Saban saying, I'm going to coach five more years with this guy, build it up. He'd be a young, uh, good-looking dude, playing at Notre Dame. He's in Alabama. And he would be the guy.
2: Although, you know... He, he also would have to retain him because these, these Alabama offensive coordinators, they are popular commodities. You look at the last few, even some of the guys who weren't coordinators, you just look at who's been assistants on that staff. Sarkeesian, right? Yeah. Sarkeesian. Uh, Charles Huff, who's doing a great job at Marshall, was on that staff. Uh, you mentioned Bill O'Brien. It's just you, you forget some of these guys that have been on Saban's staff because they go on to do. I think um, Josh Gattis was there for a minute.
1: So, he might be back there because yeah. he's not he's he's not there for a minute any longer uh with Miami. Speaking of Gaddis, uh the former Michigan uh O coordinator, Harbaugh's flirtation the last couple of years. Maybe and you look even the contract uh turtle race before that hasn't affected the team short term because they're back to back Big Ten champions, hammered Ohio State twice and went to the college football playoff Allen. Uh but The recruiting class from last year was, you know, lower. Uh, This year's class, you know, I mean, top 20. When we say lower, you know, you want in top five. Their class coming up looks strong. But is there a negative vibe on the recruiting trail when it comes to Harbaugh and this constant end of season talk of I need a new contract or flirtation with the NFL?
2: You know, I actually don't think that that affected the 2023 class too much. And I don't think it's going to affect them in 2024. I do think that that gets used against Michigan on the recruiting trail, but I do think that this upcoming class is going to be in a, in a way what Michigan fans have been waiting for. I think that this last class was a top 20 class, but I think the fans expected a top 10 class. I think that this next one has a chance to be that they also quarterback recruiting has been a little bit disappointing And I think they have a chance to write that ship with Jaden Davis, who's a five star, depending on where you look out of North Carolina. So that's those that will check two boxes that I think Michigan fans have just been waiting for. It's like, when are we going to you have J.J. McCarthy? But when are we going to get the next one, especially because Dante Moore went elsewhere? C.J. Carr went elsewhere. Jaden Davis has the chance to be the guy that kind of comes in and I think saves the day.
1: His name is Alan True. He handles uh, the Midwest for 24-7 when it comes to college football recruiting and studio for his annual visit. If you have a recruiting question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. All of our social network interaction is presented each and every day by the Grand Rapids Gold, the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team. They now play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids inside Van Andel Arena. Get your tickets at Ticketmaster.com, the Van Andel Arena box office, and follow the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So drop your recruiting questions. We'll talk about Mel Tucker. I had a great save after a tough season with the recruits. You know, my concern about Mel, and we'll get to it in our next segment, Alan, is that he can bring all those good guys in, but can you make them winners on the field? We'll touch on that next. Get to your comments with Alan True, handles the Midwest. Uh, And we'll talk about the Big Ten landscape uh, for 24-7. Joining us on this football-slash-basketball Friday.
0: From St. Joseph to Midland,
3: this show is huge. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party. Filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate, live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th.
1: Show is back live across Michigan. Superfly Hayes is producing the broadcast. He's still a little distant the last couple of days because when we put together our super weekend at the Telemore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan, uh, a week from this weekend, and we're giving away nine hotel rooms, double occupancy, can bring somebody along, plus you'll get the super Sunday brunch. There's going to be some contest and appetizers before the game. It's really a cool deal. You have to be 21 and up. And those nine winners are going to get a foursome of golf. Good at Telemora St. Ives sometime in 2023. Just go to the Huge Show Facebook page and add Huge Show on Twitter. We're going to have that drawing on Tuesday's show. So I told Superfly I'll be in the lodge and I have a few rooms well, I'm bringing some friends, and he said, hey, I might come up Saturday. I said, no, we're good. And he says, you don't want me to go? And I, and I said, well, don't you have something going on with your friends? He goes, yeah, I, I, I do. And then so the next day he goes, did you not want me to go? And I said, you had something going on with friends. But I told you that after you told me you didn't want to go. And I did make this point. Alan True handles the Midwest for high school football recruiting for 24-7. And Alan, you know this. When you work with somebody Monday through Friday, you don't want to hang out with them Saturday and Sunday. You know, I work
2: remote, so I don't have the... You are a a blessed man. We have one Zoom call a week, but we can barely stand each other on that one Zoom call.
1: But I love Superfly like a brother. But also, I don't see my brother every day. And my brother's not coming to the Super Sunday event. (laughs) (laughs) So if that makes you feel better, Superfly, there's no family. There's no family, no co-workers uh, at the Super Sunday event on my side at the Beautiful Lodge. And thank you to Matt Golden. Uh, The party is open to the public for Super Sunday with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Uh, Just stop into the tap room at Tullymore. Uh, Also, you can book your own hotel room if you want to uh, be a part of it. But it'll be a fun weekend. And I did realize another thing, Alan, it's that Saturday because Valentine's Day is on the Tuesday. That's going to be when everybody's celebrating Valentine's Day. Because I wondered, we're well over two thousand entries, so people wanting this, and I'm like, that seems like, that seems like a lot. And then it hit me. Oh, that's the perfect Valentine's thing. You can go get two nights in a, you know, nice hotel. You you get you know the Super Sunday brunch. We have the appetizers. You can watch football if you're a guy, and get the hotel room and take your better half out for dinner Saturday night. That's why there's so much
2: interest in this. That sounds like a that sounds like a good Super Bowl Sunday weekend, Super Bowl weekend leading into Valentine's Day for sure.
1: Yeah, it is. It's the perfect thing. So go enter The Huge Show on Facebook. Add Huge Show on Twitter. And Matt Golden and his team are already booking stay and play packages for 2023. Tellymore the golf resort is less than an hour north of Grand Rapids. Book your stay and play package now. Go to tellymoregolf.com Uh, We were talking about Harbaugh, the impact of uh, flirting with the NFL. Did it affect recruiting? You said you didn't think it has or will. Uh, Mel Tucker, the one thing lost in all the conversation on signing day one back in December, Allen, and this recent signing day this past Wednesday, considering the god-awful season, the unexpected collapse that Tucker experienced,
2: they didn't lose that recruiting class they didn't and and, you know i think recruiting classes are built generally off of the year before so they had a really good year a lot of these guys were committed early but then as you mentioned you have to keep that group together and they did a really good job of that they're good recruiters on this staff they've proven it i mean they came in the first year It, it, it seems like a long time ago but it wasn't long ago that they were just getting hired and then COVID happened and they still put together pretty good classes without even being able to bring kids onto campus and and meet this staff. I think he has uh, emphasized recruiting. So when they make staff hires and when they put together their off the field staff recruiting is the one of the main things that they look for in that staff. So they were able to keep these guys together. I thought they did a good job during the year two of, Finding kids who were a little bit under the radar outside of the region. You know, they went down to Texas, went out to California, and found some guys that I think will be real good players for them that weren't necessarily big time recruits when the season started. So he did a
1: good job. That's something that hasn't been discussed. Actually, you know, Michigan State really hasn't been on the radar outside of uh, here in the state of Michigan. And the question I said before the last break, Alan, can Tucker and his staff take the talent, both high school recruits and the transfer portal? And can they turn that into wins on the field? Can he get back uh, to what he did prior to last season?
2: Well, you know, they've shown that they have that upside because they won 10 games. And that was with, you know, a roster that was a little bit cobbled together. Now, they did a good job in the transfer portal of finding guys like Kenneth Walker. I think now, like as you mentioned, it's going to be about developing these high school kids. And that was something that Mark D'Antonio did extremely well under Mark D'Antonio wasn't like Michigan State was bringing in top 20, 25 recruiting classes every single year. But they always seem to find guys lower ranked, not heavily recruited. And that's why I mentioned some of the guys that this staff found this fall that were a little bit more under the radar, because that's become something that Michigan State does year after year after year.
1: The D1 schools that aren't front and center like Michigan and Michigan State, uh, in our state, uh, Eastern, Central, and Western, how'd they fare
2: uh, on their 2023 boards? Well, Eastern snuck. It was quite the battle till the very end. Eastern signed a kid from Washington very late on National Signing Day, and that bumped him up to number one in the MAC. So Eastern Michigan, Eastern was, number Michigan one was the number one recruiting the Mac. class in the Mac in Mac football. And wow. uh, Central Michigan was third. They were number one for a lot of the year. Eastern Michigan and Buffalo closed pretty hard late and were able to, to overtake that spot. But I think those those two schools did really, really well. Western Michigan, obviously tough situation for them. I think there's some talent coming into this class. They finished eighth in the conference. Um, just a, a hard situation with the coach getting let go. Lance Taylor comes in. I think he's going to be a dynamite recruiter, he kept some of the best recruiters on the staff like defensive coordinator Lou Esposito. So I think they'll be fine, but they are behind Central and Eastern uh, in this year's class.
1: And my first impressions on Lance Taylor, the new head football coach at Western, uh, really strong. And you look at his football resume, my Lord. Uh, NFL, Notre Dame, play, played at Alabama. Dad played at Alabama. I mean, it. it it's one of the better impressive head coaching resumes of somebody grabbing their first big head coaching job that I've ever seen. It really is
2: strong for Lance Taylor. And not only that, but you just, you get it, you get a vibe from him, right? When he, when he speaks, you see some of the videos of him talking to the team. You hear him. He seems like somebody who is extremely prepared for the job, even though it's his first head coaching job, seems very put together. I think in addition to that resume, all of that's going to play very well. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to be a super recruiter in the conference.
1: Uh, To the D2 schools uh, in the GLIAC, uh, and including Hillsdale, uh, are there some recruits they got that you really like that you think are the next to slaw that could be transfer portal guys in a year or two that are D1 talent but ended up playing for a D2 in-state Michigan school?
2: Yeah, so first uh, with Grand Valley, they signed an offensive tackle, Aaron Bradley, who had a had a number of Power 5 offers early in the process. I mean, Minnesota came in on him. Louisville came in on him. Uh, he's a top 20 recruit in the state on 24-7. He's going to Grand Valley. And so that's a big-time pickup from I think he's the highest-ranked recruit that Grand Valley's gotten since Hersey Jackson, if you remember him. Yeah, from Allentown. That's way, old school.
1: way back. Allen, how old were you when Hersey Jackson played at – Allen Dale. I think
2: I was in school at Grand Valley. Were you really? Yeah, that's a long time ago. Long time ago. So it's been it's been a while since they've had a recruit come in of this. And his level. dad,
1: Robert Jackson, played in the
2: NFL, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think Bengals. So there, he's he's going to be a, a really good one for them. Jalen Townsend is a kid from Flint that maybe not a lot of people know that's going to Ferris, but track guy, very fast. You know, Tony likes speed. He's going to do well with him. Mason McKenzie from Caledonia. How he did not end up at a Mac school is beyond me. He's going to Saginaw Valley State. Uh, Just an outstanding player. Every time I saw Caledonia play, I kept going like, this guy can run. He's got a great arm. He's got some it to him. Uh, He's going to win a lot of games for Saginaw Valley in the Mac, or in the GLIAC.
1: One thing, Alan, Alan True, Midwest uh, College Football Recruiting Director for 24-7 joining us in studio, uh, wrapping up uh, signing day two. From McKenzie, Talking about the Jalen Town, all these different... These guys now know they can go for a year or two with the portal. And like Tesla I said, from Hillsdale to Arkansas to A&M and Prime and
2: Iowa State wanting you that they, they can make the move up. They can. And so I, I think... And they, and they have to in some ways because, as you mentioned, the guys getting their years back in the portal, it's, it's affected recruiting for these kids to where I think the GLIAC is signing really strong classes because I think 10, 15 years ago, some of these guys probably would have gotten Division One scholarships. So that's just the landscape now. But, but it also works the other way. Like, like Davenport, for instance, has done a really good job in the portal. They've got a kid from Miami coming in from Wofford. That was a big-time recruit. And so the D2 schools can, because there's a lot of guys that get stuck in the portal, there's enough good players to go around in that portal that these schools can take advantage of that as well. So, you know, we didn't really mention Davenport. They have Dante Moore's running back coming his main weapon this year, Sterling Anderson, who had a huge year at Detroit King. Uh, he's going to Davenport, and so I thought the Gleak schools did really, really well picking up kids like that.
1: Alan True, you can follow him on Twitter and also 24-7 Midwest College Football Recruiting uh, Insider joining us in studio. He'll be with us for another hour or so. You have a recruiting question at Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook, and also opt in on the Huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. I also have a message for my friends on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Now, you can get in on the Super Bowl action a week from Sunday, Eagles and the Chiefs, but you have NBA action happening almost every day. And the DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, this week only a huge offer. New customers who download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code HUGE when they sign up, can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. That's just 5 bucks on any NBA game, and you'll get $200 in free bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time this week, all new and existing customers can get a no-sweat same-game parlay every day. If you're an existing customer, just go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt in, and place a same-game parlay on any NBA game. And if it doesn't hit you'll get a free bet back. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code HUGE when you sign up, and those new customers can bet $5 on any NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's only on the DraftKings Sportsbook app, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, and only with code HUGE. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services Gambling Disorder Helpline at 1-800-270-7117. 21 and up, in Michigan only. Bonus issued as free bets, opt-in required. One free bet issued based on amount of initial losing NBA bet. Eligibility. Wagering and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash basketball
5: terms.
0: Everything huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net.
5: They say consistency is the key to success. They weren't wrong.
6: more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars, and Frederick's by Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft, Shredded or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusion Supply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
7: Imagine this Winning big at Soaring Eagle Get a taste of sweet rewards Up to $5,000 cash Every Friday in February From 7 to 11 p.m. Play for a chance to take home the chocolate bar With prizes from $1,000 premium play All the way up to $5,000 cash Don't miss sweet rewards only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete news and details.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are wrapping up another hour on The Huge Show across Michigan. We'll have more with Alan True, Midwest college football recruiting insider for 24-7. You have a recruiting question, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show on Facebook. Also, if you miss any interview at any time, just search The Huge Show, where you download podcasts and catch up and listen on your schedule.
0: Big, bad, huge.
1: Fridays on the HUGE Show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. And here's what's on the schedule. February 2nd through the 5th, Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. February 5th, Mania, the ABBA Tribute, inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 16th, it's a HUGE Show with Cody Johnson, with Randy Hauser inside Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets going fast at Ticketmaster.com. February 21st and 22nd, Shen Yun, China Before Communism. That will be inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 23rd, New Jack City Live. A live play based on the 1991 hit film, New Jack City, inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And February 24th, Joe Bonamassa, live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. February 25th, John Crist, two show times at 4 and 7 inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. And February 27th, WWE Raw, Monday Night Live inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Those tickets are smoking hot right now at Ticketmaster.com. And the show season is here at DeVos Place. In downtown Grand Rapids. The Michigan International Auto Show runs this weekend at DeVos Place. February 10th through the 12th, it will be the West Michigan Golf Show at DeVos Place. And the Grand Rapids Boat Show is back February 15th through the 19th at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the Huge Show Across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR.
0: What's up,
1: Michigan? It's time for another hour on the only syndicated statewide afternoon sports radio show. We're heard on 19 stations every weekday afternoon at 3. For the one close to you, go to Show.net. Superfly Hayes is our executive producer. By the way, if you're not in listening range for a local Huge Show affiliate, uh, you can listen on the free stream at theHudeShow.net And on the iHeart app, search the Huge Show. And you can listen and catch up on your schedule and also the podcasts are there and listen live weekdays at three anywhere in America where you have mobile service. DraftKings NFL Power Hour is coming up in less than 60 minutes. Jeff Risden, Sam Mann and Chris from the Detroit Lions podcast team are down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. We'll talk about players that could be a fit for the Lions and their needs in the offseason. That will be coming up in less than 60 minutes, presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Always use that promo code HUGE when you sign up. Uh, In studio, first two hours on this football-slash-basketball Friday. By the way, I want to give Juwan Howard of Michigan some love. Best defensive... Effort of the season. It was a must-win game against Northwestern last night, and they got it done. That was solid. If a team can play like that, then how do you deliver the garbage games you have? It's effort. It's not summer AAU ball. Play some damn defense. It's a Big Ten. Preceding opinion does not reflect Juwan Howard or anybody connected to Michigan basketball. It's my damn opinion, and I'm sticking with it. We now join the huge show already in progress with Alan True college football recruiting insider for the Midwest uh, for 24-7. He joins us uh, every year, and we kind of look at uh, both signing days. We talk about some of the stud kids from Michigan, which we've discussed, and also look ahead to a a year from now. So if we fast forward, uh, and you're back in February 2024, uh, who are we talking about in Michigan Uh, We mentioned C.J. Carr going to Notre Dame, but who are uh, the best recruits?
2: So next on the list after C.J., Nick Marsh at River Rouge, big receiver. You may remember him when they played DeWitt in the state final. He had a couple big catches, and he was only a freshman at that time. The very next day, I think Michigan, Michigan State offered him after that state title game. He's committed to Michigan State right now. Oklahoma just offered him today, though. He's going to take a little look around. I think Michigan State's still very much in the picture, but um, and, and he's still committed to them, but he's going to at least, I think, take some visits here in the spring. Brady Priestcorn, Rochester Adams, they've had a great uh, couple of seasons. He's been a big part of that. You know, they're a, a run-first offense, but as a tight end, he's six, two six, 215 pounds, so they found ways to get him the football. Very, very good. You know, our uh, crystal ball has him going to Michigan, but that's a little bit of a battle. He has Ohio State. He's got a bunch of schools down south. I think he'll stay in the Big Ten. Uh, Michigan State's recruiting him as well. Jacob Odin just committed to Michigan yesterday. Safety from out of Harper Woods in the Detroit area. So really, really good talent from right here in West Michigan. Gabe Van Sickle at Coopersville, I think, is the top guy in the area right now. Indiana just offered him. That was the first Big Ten. Don't think it's gonna be the last for him though. Lyman? Lineman, six five, you know, plays basketball right now, so athletic. Remember Carson Barnhart out of Pawpaw that yes. went to Michigan? of similar. Carson Carson got a lot of attention because he could play basketball even though he looked, he's a six boxy, 6'5", six, 280 pound looking guy that could run the floor. Gabe's kind of the same way.
1: And Cam Post is playing basketball for Grand Rapids South Christian who has committed to Tony and East and Ferris State and you know when you watch those guys who are big, who can move like that and I, I saw Cam uh, Post play against uh, FHE, Grand Rapids, Forest Hills, Eastern and I was like, hey, this dude is athletic and you get a guy that big who's athletic teams teams will just drool over the kid
2: if you're just i mean if you're just a big guy playing lineman i think the days of schools looking for those guys they're it, kind of over but you got to be you got to throw on the track you got to wrestle you got to play basketball you got to do something else some of those guys play baseball schools are so limited now in their ability to evaluate you just during a football season that when they're coming in during the winter they're watching you play basketball and they're going to come back in the spring and they're going to watch you throw. Or if you happen to run or do something else, play baseball. I think that all the the specialization, I know coaches say it all the time. It's not a good, not always a good thing if you're trying to get recruited.
1: All right. So as a guy, Alan, that covers the Midwest for 24 seven college football recruiting for a parent listening for a a kid who's in eighth, ninth grade, a sophomore, what, when does the, and how does the recruiting process begin?
2: So I think it begins at different points for different people. For Dante Moore, started in seventh grade, but not everybody's Dante Moore. And then you see guys that sometimes they don't play football for. There's a kid at Orchard Lake St. Mary's this year that hadn't played football since middle school. Picked it back up and all of a sudden he's got an Iowa offer and he's looking at all these different options. So I think that it's easy to see the guys that get recruited early and say, am I doing something wrong if I'm not getting recruited as a freshman or sophomores? But it happens at such different times for everybody else. The process starts for you when you're ready. When do you physically, when are you physically ready? Some guys develop earlier than others. So I don't think you need to force it until that kid is physically able to go out and compete at a camp or on Friday nights at that level to where they're ready.
1: Because if, if you think as a parent they're ready and they're not, and they go to one of these camps and they're embarrassed, A, you know, the confidence hit to the kid. Could be something they don't recover from. And B, uh, the kid will look and say, maybe I'm not as good as I thought. There's a lot
2: of mental anguish, I think, related to that. And sometimes it's hard to erase a first opinion. If you put a kid out there. You're talking about a coach the first time you see somebody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you go to a Michigan State camp the first time they see you and you're not ready, that's going to stick with you. You're going to have to undo that. Opinion, right? So I always say the process starts when when that kid is ready to compete against other Division One prospects.
1: When parents ask me, because you know I, I do a statewide sports show, I have a lot of football coaches, recruiting insiders, uh, analysts on. I say get get your huddle, get your huddle highlights posted on your Twitter uh, is the best spot for kids. You know I don't think Instagram or Snapchat kind of works, but on a Twitter account that is there with your information, and you know that the schools are scouring. I read a story that Nick Saban has different regions. There's a guy for uh, like graduate students or a graduate assistants that all they do is pull an archive in a computer the football highlights they see of high school kids from all across the country because
2: mm-hmm. they never want to miss on someone. Yep, and the data that goes along with A lot of schools use a service called Tracking Football which looks at your track times. It looks at your shot put and disc throwing records. It, it inputs all of those. And then it compares those to guys who in the NFL, like at that age, who were you comparable to? And so they'll look at that data as well. But I always, you know, it's like, it's like comedy. If I can put this to comedy, people say, how do you get, a Netflix special, or how do you get signed to a comedy agency? Well, you got to be funny first. And so that's how it is with football. How do you get recruited? Well, focus on being a good athlete, focus on being a good student, focus on being a good football player first. And the recruiting will come. Sometimes people want the recruiting to come before the rest of it. And I I think that that's, you know, it's easy to look at the internet and think that, but you gotta, you gotta be good at football. You gotta have something to offer these schools before they'll offer you.
1: So to a parent listening, where they feel
2: their son could be a college football recruit. What would be your best advice? So for one, make sure that they're working in the off season. There's, you know, they're working at their school with the staff, the strength staff or they're going to you mentioned power strength or going to a place like that. And and, and maybe at a place like power strength you're working alongside guys who are going off to play college football and you can see, am I comparable to these guys right now? Am I on the right path? And then you got to get out to some events and compete. Maybe you were lucky enough to play against division one recruits during your season. And you can say, was I, did I belong on the field with those guys? And then you go to a camp and see, do I belong on a field? Or as you said, you might go there and find out, well, I'm not good enough yet. So what are the things that I need to do in order to get that good? Um, there's great opportunities in this area State has a big camp that has a lot of Division one coaches at it. Michigan State runs camps. Grand Valley runs camps. Western Michigan runs camps. Every, major, every school that has football in this state runs camps. Go to a, if you don't know what level you belong at, go compete at, at some of those and, and cast a wide net. Go to some of the GLIAC schools. Go to some of the Big Ten schools. Go to some of the MAC schools. And, uh, and, and you should have a picture by the end of that summer of where you think you belong heading into your season.
1: His name is Alan Truly Handles, college football recruiting for the Midwest for 24 7 sports, joining us uh, in studio. Uh, from a D3 perspective, uh, they were saying that Peter Sturzma at Hope College had like a, a high end D2 recruiting class. And again, we're looking at transfer portal, COVID years, the trickle down effect. Uh, but one thing I'll say beyond uh, redshirt years or transfer portal, You know, I've seen Sturzman and his staff at, and you talk about multiple sporting events, spring sporting events for a kid, winter, basketball. Uh, I've seen them on sidelines, on playoff games, regular season games. It really is about a coaching staff rolling up their sleeves and going to work. Your your thoughts on D3 football? Because Alma uh, won a D3 playoff game for the first time ever, MIAA. You had Albion. Their coach now moved up is at Northwood. You have Sturzman, the job uh, he 's doing at hope uh, all levels man d three d two d one in this state are really strong
2: very good programs here very good co- i mean I think the kids in uh, the state are are spoiled to an extent when you can go visit these programs and be recruited by i think some of the best Division two and Division three schools in the country, and the proof is in the pudding when you see the results that some of those schools have now. I do think that recruiting, when you look at it from a coach's perspective and a staff perspective, a lot of it is about effort, and Coach Sturzma and his staff, they really get after it. And and that's why they're going toe-to-toe with some of the Division II schools and um, are, are going to put together a really, really good class there. They they really value recruiting. I think that's most of the battle. You have to have something to sell, but there's some coaches that are better at selling what they have than others. And there are some coaches who do a better job of Building relationships, staying in contact with uh, recruits, and building their brand, and I think that under Sturzma, you just see the name Hope College out on the trail a lot more.
1: Alan True, check it in in studio. If you have a college football recruiting question, add Huge Show on Twitter, the Huge Show on Facebook, and again opt in on that Huge text chain text word Huge to twenty one thousand all of our social network interaction presented by the Denver Nuggets G League basketball team, the Grand Rapids Gold, who now play their home games in downtown Grand Rapids inside Van Arena. If you haven't been to a game yet, tickets at Ticketmaster.com, and also follow uh, the Grand Rapids Gold on Facebook, Twitter, uh, and Instagram. Who would be your college football programs in the state of Michigan that are on the rise, that based on uh, recruiting. We'll get to the rest of the Big Ten in a moment, and we'll wrap up our conversation here on the Michigan side. Who, who's a uh, whether it's D three, whether it's uh, D two, or you know, you mentioned Eastern uh, being number one, and I think their recruiting class is based on uh, the fact that they're winning football games, right? And and they won a bowl? Did they win a bowl game? Yeah, they won a yeah. bowl game. Yeah. So, uh, who who would be a pro? Because Michigan, Michigan State, we know on the rise. What they have, what they're doing, what Michigan's done. But beyond those two big boys, who who's a, a football staff and program you think? And beyond Tony Neese and Ferris State and Grand Valley's track record speaks for itself. Maybe slightly off the radar, that really is stockpiling some good high school football talent.
2: Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can count Eastern in that anymore. They're established to me right. by this point. I think they've that's now four bowl games under Chris Crane, which is incredible when you think about where that program is. I can't believe was. he hasn't been hired by a bigger program. I can't either. That one's, that one's a Maybe little... Maybe he big.
1: wants to stay and he he wants to finish the job there, right, before he moves mm-hmm. on?
2: I think you look at what, like, Lance Leipold going from Buffalo to Kansas and the success he has, and I think Chris Crane is in that mold. But to answer your question, we do have a lot of good established programs here. I think Davenport is the one that if you are talking about on the rise... The season that they had last year just a really really great season this is for a place that didn't have football not too long ago and they've done a really really good job in recruiting when you look at this class and it's not and they and they do build it with michigan kids but they've done a really good job going down in the southeast there's always some florida kids in that class Uh, they had the bossy kid that was um committed to michigan that they took and became a good player for them he was out of georgia I think uh, in terms of programs that are on the rise and what they've been able to build in a short amount of time, Davenport is the one in the state that has risen in the in the last few years. Yeah, uh,
1: Sparky McEwen, again, another I, I mentioned Sturzman and his staff, and Sparky uh, was on our signing day show uh, yesterday, and the hard work, uh, n- n- not giving up on a kid, even though, if Ferris and Grand Valley roll in with their hardware. Here's why you're a fit here at Davenport. I mean, it really is about, and you know it more than anybody with recruiting, it's about a strong coaching
2: staff and relationships. It is. And you know what? The, the first staff, Luis Esposito, is now at Western Michigan. He started that thing off, and he did a great job. I, I want to say that you know, when they first started to recruit talent in, and then uh, Coach McEwen and his staff have really done a good job of taking that and then running with it and and establishing that program, I would not have thought that they would be as competitive as quickly as they are in the GLIAC because the GLIAC is a great conference with some established programs and uh, they've done a good job making themselves a presence. And so, and by the way, somebody just mes- messaged me about davenport and wanted to say thank you to you for mentioning their ultimate frisbee program which is now a scholarship sport they couldn't believe that you and i used to i used to play quite a bit and so they mentioned they said thank huge for mentioning well i did the shout outs i do them you know once a year on the wednesday
1: thursday around signing days right on the late one and give all the sports love and somebody on the huge show facebook page said uh from city high in grand
2: rapids got a college scholarship for ultimate frisbee at Davenport. Davenport gives scholarships for ultimate frisbee now. I think Ferris gives scholarships for disc golf. I mean the more opportunities the better, right? Like it's and so uh that did not go unnoticed that you mentioned that.
1: Well and I think they do it for video gaming as they well. They do at Ferris. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's uh, you better keep the cafeteria stockpiled with a lot of chips and munchies, but uh, they, got the, <laughs> <laughs> they got the ultimate ultimate frisbee. I, I they they must have a home course they build out there by campus, you right? Know,
2: they've done a good job of building that. There's a high school, an entire high school league now that they play on Friday nights. There's a high school ultimate frisbee league in West Michigan. There is, and it goes down to my son's going to be in fourth grade next year. He can play. We're going to get him because my wife played, I played. We're going to get him into that, and and it's, a, it's just a really.
1: There's a high school league for Ultimate Frisbee on Friday a high nights. high school
2: league on Friday night.
1: I did not know that.
2: And someone got a scholarship. Someone got a scholarship. So
1: who knows,
2: who knows how long before 24-7 says, hey, Alan, you got to start ranking Ultimate Frisbee players. But,
1: and we'll have to do a whole hour. We'll have to do it. Yeah, we'll do that hour. We'll get Eric Zane from the Eric Zane Show podcast to have Don Kern doing a marathon hour. We'll do all that. I mean, I, Ultimate Frisbee, a college scholarship.
2: And at Davenport, that, that's a good school. I know. You know, wasn't that. That long, I can remember when people first started getting lacrosse scholarships, and people were kind of like, "What's going on?" You or know, rugby, right? like, Yeah, yeah. So stuff like that. So I think it's great to give kids uh, the op- different kids different opportunities.
1: His name is Alan True. Uh, one day he may be the Midwest Recruiting Insider for Ultimate Frisbee. Right now he's handling uh, high school football recruiting for Twenty Seven Sports. Like I said, if you have a high school recruiting question. And the state of Michigan, add Huge Show on Twitter, The Huge Show. On Facebook, it on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000.
0: From Detroit to Petoskey,
3: this show is huge. Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party. Filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate. Live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th.
1: TV. That's MHSAA.TV. 24-7 everything you need to know about high school sports in Michigan. Log on to MHSAA.com.
7: Imagine this. Winning big at swinging. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagined. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete news and details.
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back live across The Huge Show here in Michigan, 19 stations strong. For the one close to you, go to thehubeshow.net. Also on the iHeart app, search The Huge Show. You can listen live anywhere in America uh, where you have mobile service, the free stream at Show.net. Superfly Hayes, our executive producer, Alan True, covers the Midwest college football recruiting, wrapping up on both signing days from December and just a couple of days ago in studio here for another 25 minutes. And we were talking about Tyrone Wheatley. Uh, head state or head football coach now at Wayne State uh, in the Detroit area. It'll be interesting to see what he's going to do uh, there on the east side of the state.
2: Yeah, well, he brings immediate name recognition, and he's considered one of the best athletes to come out of the definitely that area, but the entire state of Michigan ever. He brings NFL experience, so there's a lot of elements there that you like. He's been a, he's been a head coach before at Morgan State briefly, but he's coached in the NFL. He's coached at Michigan. He's coached at Syracuse, so he brings a wealth of experience, I think he's going to be able to make an impact there uh, on the trail. He's, he's got a little bit of an uphill battle. You know, the GLIAC is so good. And you got Grand Valley, you got Ferris. Saginaw had a good year. We mentioned Davenport on the rise. And so it's a crowded conference now. But I think he's got some elements there. He's got a good first class. Uh, they, the previous staff built a good recruiting class for him. He was able to keep that. And they signed you know, 20 kids, including uh, Jaden Acker from right here, Kenowa Hills is coming out there. That was a good get for them. He had some academy offers and some other Division I interest.
1: I think Tyrone Wheatley will maximize the Detroit metro area uh, with his street cred from playing in that area, playing at Michigan, the NFL pedigree, and he's going to really try and make Wayne State a go-to D2 destination for Detroit
2: athletes. Very well-known, well-respected in that area with the high school coaches, and there's this thought, I think, with some of the high schools on that side of the state and with some of the athletes that if you're in Detroit, you don't necessarily want to stay in Detroit. Sometimes those guys want to leave, and they have, and I think that Tyrone will make it harder for those guys to leave. He's going to, he's going to try to put a fence around Detroit.
1: What about uh, Wooster in as the replacement for Matt Mitchell at Grand Valley State? Uh, it's kind of a turnkey program that has had coaches all go on to do bigger and better things. Brian Kelly... Chuck Martin now Matt Mitchell your thought on Wooster uh, what type of recruiter is he and what type of head coach do you think he'll be
2: in Allendale? I think that's a I mean that's an incredible job right at the division two level with the tradition they have the facilities they have the school they have and they have a team coming back that can compete for a national title they're a couple you know they're leading Ferris in the fourth quarter of that playoff game and so that's a good job there was a lot of interest in that job and Wooster was almost unanimously the choice that people inside the program wanted. And and it keeps the staff together, which they have a really good staff. He is, I think he's going to do a great job. Very put together. You know, you even listen to his introductory press conference and it just seems like a guy, you would never guess that it's his first time being there. You know, very, very polished, extremely good offensive line coach. And that's where games are won and lost. We mentioned them signing Aaron Bradley, who had Power 5 offers earlier. He's got a lot of talent coming into that room. And so I think they're going to, they're going to do extremely well. And I think it's going to start this year with the team they have coming back.
1: All right. Our final thoughts on your area, the Midwest, the big 10 let's begin with uh, what's the latest trending when it comes to programs that are very attractive to high school football players all across the Midwest, the region you cover for 24 seven, obviously It would be Michigan, Ohio State. But then I'm looking at Ryan Day had his lowest number of five stars that he's had since he's been there. He hasn't beat Michigan the last two tries. Uh, Who's trending in the Midwest when it comes to catching the attention of high school football players?
2: So, you know, Michigan State finished fourth in the conference. I don't know that we kind of glazed over that earlier. But you, you expect Penn State, Ohio State, Michigan usually in the top three. And then there's a battle for that fourth spot. And Michigan State being there, that's a really good finish. Off the season they just had, too. That's a great finish. You know, we did talk about that earlier. Right behind them, though, was Nebraska. And they underwent a coaching change. And Matt Rule comes in, not only saves the class, but adds to it. Actually had them in that four spot. Michigan State just nipped them at the end by picking up a kid from Florida, Nebraska is going to be a force to be reckoned with, with, with Matt rule, especially if they can win some games. Scott Frost was recruiting. Well, they just ended up not being able to win with that talent. If rule can win some games with his NFL pedigree and what you see, what he did at even temple at Baylor, at places like that, Nebraska is going to be a school to watch out for. I think Iowa and uh, Wisconsin typically those are developmental programs. They get guys, they develop them. They're going to recruit. They've Iowa started to recruit better, and you can bet that Wisconsin with Luke Fickle, they're going to recruit extremely well there as well.
1: Well, you got Cade McNamara as their quarterback at least uh, leading the fight. You have Eric All. There is a Michigan connection. Can't wait for that Big Ten championship game with JJ McCarthy versus Cade McNamara. Welcome back to Indy on the Wolverine IMG Network, and then Cade McNamara. Sends Michigan home and he gives a salute to all the fans
2: on Twitter and Facebook. Would be something if that happened, right? We asked him about that on the Big Ten Network a couple days ago. What'd he say? He, uh, you know, he did a good job as he is as he's a good decision maker on the you football field. He made a good decision to not really answer the question. He said he's thought about it though. Yeah, but he's not going to answer it. On you TV. can tell there's a little chip on his shoulder. You don't do it. bulletin board material. Go ask the Bengals about
1: Burrowhead Stadium and how it motivated. You could see afterwards, you know, Kelsey and Mahomes. You, you don't give uh, grown men uh, bulletin board uh, material. Uh, Alan True Midwest. Uh, insider covers it for twenty four seven college football recruiting. Uh, joining us, yeah. The one question I had, like we talked about with Mel Tucker, is that okay? You you have the number four recruiting class. You, you can't have any more five and seven, four and eight, three and nine. You can't go there again. You can't. You're making ninety five million. You cannot go there. Frost, for some reason, compared to UCF, but let's remember. I, I think he had Josh Heupel. Then he has his offensive coordinator at UCF. And you see what Josh has done at Tennessee, a former Oklahoma quarterback. Uh, you're making nine and a half million bucks a year. You can't, your, your bottom end is going to the, the Motor City Bowl or Quick
2: Lane Bowl, whatever they call it. I think, in a funny way, too. The expectations got set so high when they started winning right out of the gate. If they had not done well that season, nobody would have blamed them, right? Nobody expected Michigan State him to just come in and Michigan State off of COVID year and win ten games. But once you did that, that expectation and that bar was set. And Peyton
1: Thorne was just bad this year at quarterback. I you know, Jim Comperoni, you know, one of the Spartan insiders said that it's an open competition now a quarterback for Michigan State,
2: right? He, he told me that on the show earlier this week. And that's the I think that's the most important two-year cycle the last two years for Michigan State was picking up two strong quarterback commits from out west. Kane Hauser, four-star guy, elite 11 guy. You come this year, they pick up a They're kid
1: saying he might be the guy this he year. might
2: be. And Sam Levitt, who they got in this class, was a Washington State commit that blew up as a see-through for a gajillion yards as a senior. They missed on some quarterback recruits for that. Before that, the first guy they signed, Hamp Fay, they moved him to tight end. So that's a pretty bare quarterback room, and getting those two guys back to back, huge for Michigan State's future.
1: Yeah, and that's where you we know, just said about you know, Rule or Scott Frost couldn't do it. Could recruit, but it didn't translate to wins. That that's the area right now with Mel Tucker that I'm very curious uh, to see beginning uh, this fall when they gave you a 95 million dollar deal because you were out of the box strong and you
2: beat Michigan twice, uh, you gotta step up and that's what coaches do, they get paid it's nothing personal. And you know what, he's recruiting extremely well, which that also, is a it's a good problem to have, but the expectations are higher when on paper you're bringing in all the talent that they are.
1: So if, looking ahead to a year from now for Michigan and Michigan State on that note, Alan where, where are the Spartans and the Wolverines for recruiting classes early for 2024?
2: I think Michigan's gonna be have a chance as i mentioned to i think this class will be ranked higher than the 23 class which finished i think they ended up at 18 definitely inside the top 20 this next class should be a top 10 class if everything trends the way things are trending and you get a headliner in that class like five-star quarterback jaden davis they need to close that recruitment out um they haven't yet we thought that it's possible that he would have decided by now he hasn't yet i think some of the the quarterback coach changed there i think now that things have solidified He could make a decision in the near future, but we don't know that for sure. Um, He would be uh, monumental to that class. So I think Michigan will have a chance to finish one or two in the Big Ten. Michigan State, I think it'll be hard for them to duplicate being four in the conference. Nebraska is going to make that more difficult. Maryland's recruiting well, but I think they'll be right there with a chance. They'll be in the top half of the conference again just because they get after recruiting so well, and the, the one guy we did not mention on that staff, they hired a pass rush specialist last year. Everybody said, what's that? You know, this guy's social media, working with NFL pass rushers, he's working with TJ Watt, and people thought it was a gimmick. He's made a huge difference. Almost all of their, like, if you look at the top of their class in 23... A lot of defensive linemen in there. That's going to happen again. They're, they're right in it with a five-star defensive lineman, David Stone. And I think Brandon T. Jordan, their pass rush specialist, has a lot to do with that.
1: Yeah, look how good Winman played last year. You know, the transfer portal guy.
2: It, well, yeah, it wasn't just that they got recruits either. They really have three. They had three defensive line guys in there. They had him. They had Kevin Vickerson, who played there as an assistant, plus Marco Coleman, who was the defensive line coach at the time. So they really had a bunch. And you have a defensive-minded head coach. So...
1: They just got to win, you know. These guys are getting paid ridiculous money to win, and it's not win championships every year, but make your fan base happy. And I think for Michigan State, because it bottomed out so much in the fall of two thousand and twenty-two, that if they're eight and four and in a bowl game, I think their fans are fine. But the key is. Do you have that quarterback to give you hope like J.J. McCarthy has given Michigan hope and maybe even the Jaden Davis kid is waiting to see, hey, how long is McCarthy going to hang around at Michigan, right? That could be a legitimate question for a kid who probably expects to play minimum your redshirt year and you get the the redshirt freshman year
2: when you're starting, right? I tell you what, a good quarterback can equalize out a lot of things. You look at Purdue making it to the conference title game this year with a former walk-on at quarterback, but he was clearly, clearly they developed him into a really good player. And you look at Northwestern, the two years that they had a good quarterback, they made it to Indianapolis, and the years that they didn't, they've been in the bottom of the Big Ten West. And so it's that, the rest of their roster isn't that different. It was the quarterback, I think, that made the difference in those seasons.
1: And then Jeff Brom says, you know what, I'm not going to contend uh, with how deep the Big Ten has become, and I'm going to go to my alma mater, Louisville.
2: And he leaves Purdue. Goes back home. And, uh, and I think things will shift a little bit at Purdue as well. You, you go from an offensive-minded head coach now bringing in Ryan Walters, who did, I thought, a brilliant job being the defensive coordinator at Illinois. But they're going to be more of a defensive-minded team now, I think.
1: Alan True, you can follow him on Twitter. And also, he's the Midwest football recruiting insider for 24-7. He joins us uh, each and every year in studio. We do an hour, hour and a half, a couple hours uh, talking recruits. Uh, so, one year from now, uh, who will be the most talked about high school player? And, and and he may not be number one right now in that 2024 list, which would be CJ Carr, who didn't have a monster high school season. But again, when teams game plan for you and look for you, and you're also knowing you're signed with Notre Dame, I don't know if there's a lot of drive uh, left. And and you get he lost his I think his quarterback coach went to Adrian was a head coach there. Uh, And, you you know, you have N.D. I I don't think you're going to run as much and get hurt. Uh, So who's that superstar? You think uh, a year from now, Ford Field, less than a year at the Michigan High School Athletic Association Championships. This guy is there and people are like, I can't believe how good he is.
2: I think it's the guy in the following class that CJ lost to in the playoffs. Actually, Bryce Underwood at Belleville. So you're talking 2025, 2025. But in two high school seasons, he's won two state titles. So, freshman and a sophomore. Freshman and a sophomore. He's won state titles. And you see him in person, and he's 6'3", 100 pounds. Belleville, big arm. You know, just looks, he looked in eighth grade. But they beat Caledonia in the senior. D1. Was it the D1 championship? They did, yeah. yeah. And actually, you know what? The game that CJ lost to Belleville, he played outstanding. That was like, everybody was like, okay, that's the CJ car. We wanted to see really, really turn it on in that game. Nearly beat them. He had them on the ropes for a little bit and made some outstanding plays in that game. But Bryce Underwood is going to be, you know, you go three in a row, Dante Moore, CJ Carr, and then Bryce Underwood. He's already ranked the number one quarterback in the country in his class. Max preps player of the year in the state of Michigan for a freshman or a player of the year in the country for his class, two years in a row, max preps.
1: So he'll leave barring an injury or he moves on. He could leave with four straight titles as a starting quarterback
2: And offers at the D one level. At the D one level, and, and offers from probably everybody in the country by that point. Michigan, Ohio. Is there State. anybody in on him early that is a front runner? I would not say there's a front. He's got 31 scholarship offers right now, so he's got Michigan, he's got Ohio State, he's got Georgia, he's got a lot of the big boys. He's considering. You know, he's he has not really narrowed things down at all yet. It's going to be a battle for that kid. It's going to be it, it'll be even I think more of an interesting recruiting battle. Who has the, the better Dante chance, Michigan or Michigan State, for him? You know what? He's been to both quite a bit. I don't. I think it's neck and neck between those. I think I think right now, if you had to, if I had to guess, he's probably out of state is probably the best. You think he's going to be in Alabama, Georgia? Just he's, he's that big. Uh, it could now the in-state schools have all done. They've done their part. He just He's one of those kids who has, has kept everything, for one thing, very open and then close to the vest. So it's hard its hard to tell right now, early on, exactly where he's leaning.
1: Allen, uh, great stuff, my man. Uh, that was a fast
2: couple hours together. It was. Uh, I appreciate you letting me. We threw in pickleball. We threw in ultimate frisbee. Well, uh, we, 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 we cover alarm. everything with yeah.
1: you. You're the college football recruiting insider for the Midwest for 24-7 and also one of the top analysts for pickleball. Uh, you taught Joey Baroni and Jeff Trimble everything they need to know on the pickleball court and Ultimate Frisbee and the Friday Night High School League. I got to talk to Tim Fagan, who runs 96 1 in Ihear, West Michigan, on the Friday Night Frisbee game of the week. Let's do it. I'll come on that. We'll be color commentator. We'll do it on the Ocho. We'll do it to. on ESPN 961, the Ocho. Hey, or no, gi- actually, it's 961, the game. Though.
2: They're giving scholarships for it now. Like, let's let's be ahead of the game on that.
1: Get your kid a Frisbee now, if you're listening. They could be playing Ultimate Frisbee at Davenport. It's free college. It's all the same. Free college, yeah.
2: that's Your kid can go get like a $200,000 scholarship for playing Frisbee? Just wait till there's... Yeah, I'm going to send him to power strength, and he's just going to do right arm workouts the whole time. <laughs> the right so arm's bigger just, than the just, left arm. Just right arm workouts so he Look can throw Look at that thing.
1: little Johnny True could throw that 200 yards. He's amazing. <laughs> oh, he's decided between Alabama, Georgia, and Davenport he'll have a signing day party. All right, buddy. Thanks. Appreciate it. Yeah, Alan True uh, in studio for 24-7. Covers the Midwest High School football recruiting. Top of the hour, it will be another edition of the DraftKings Sportsbook App NFL Power Hour. We'll hear from Jeff Risden, Chris, and Sandman and the Detroit Lions podcast crew. They have been parked down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. We'll talk Lions and the NFL coming up here in just about 15 minutes on another edition of the DraftKings Sportsbook App. NFL Power Hour.
0: Everything
6: huge 24-7 at thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, EarthBound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's by Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft, shredded, or Chunk Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
5: We might have just come out with our most refreshing Nikolo ultra organic seltzer yet. It's called the Essential Collection. It's made with coconut water and real fruit juice. So it's always going to have a real refreshing fruit taste. Can refreshing get any more refreshing? Yep, it can and it just did. Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer. Made with coconut water and real fruit juice for a superior taste. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Enjoy responsibly. and Anheuser-Busch Michelob Ultra Organic Seltzer IRC Beer, St. Louis, Missouri.
4: We played for the thrill. That rush you feel with the game on the line. I'm Herman Moore, Lions All-Pro Wide Receiver.
1: We are back live across Michigan on a Friday presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, DeVos Place in downtown GR. Week from today, I will be at DeVos Place for the West Michigan Golf Show. One of the top golf shows in America at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids. It runs a week from today through the 11th and the 12th. And then after I'm done... With the golf show later that weekend, Saturday and Sunday, our super weekend at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. If you want to win an overnight stay for you and a guest, Saturday Feb 11 and Sunday Feb 12, you'll get a free Super Sunday brunch with us. Uh, We have a lot going on before the Chiefs and the Eagles and a huge watch party inside the tap room at the Tullymore Golf Resort in Canadian Lakes, Michigan. That is less than an hour north of Gr. Just go to the Huge Show Facebook page or at Huge Show on Twitter and enter. You must be 21, and we'll draw nine winners on Tuesday who will join us and get the two nights accommodations and also a foursome of golf at Tullymore St. Ives to use sometime in 2023. Just go to the Huge Show Facebook page and at Huge Show on Twitter. Superfly Hayes has been unbelievable today. Fantastic. DraftKings. NFL Power Hour is coming up. We'll check in with the team from the Detroit Lions podcast as they've been hunkered down in Mobile, Alabama at the Senior Bowl. That and Lions, an NFL conversation coming up on the only show willing to tell it like it is.
0: Big. Bad. Huge. following is a presentation of the Michigan Sports Network. Fridays on the Huge Show
1: Across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. And here's what's on the schedule. February 2nd through the 5th, Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate Inside Van Andel Arena. Tickets on sale right now at Ticketmaster.com. February 5th, Mania, the ABBA Tribute. Inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 16th, it's a huge show with Cody Johnson, with Randy Hauser inside Van Andel Arena in downtown Grand Rapids. Tickets going fast at Ticketmaster.com. February 21st and 22nd, Shen Yun, China Before Communism. That will be inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. February 23rd, New Jack City Live. A live play based on the 1991 hit film, New Jack City. Inside DeVos Performance Hall. Tickets on sale at Ticketmaster.com. And February 24th, Joe Bonamassa. Live in concert at DeVos Performance Hall. February 25th, John Crist. Two show times at four and seven inside DeVos Performance Hall in downtown GR. And February 27th, WWE Raw, Monday Night Live inside Van Andel Arena in downtown GR. Those tickets are smoking hot right now at Ticketmaster.com. And the show season is here at DeVos Place in downtown Grand Rapids, the Michigan International Auto Show. Runs this weekend at DeVos Place. February 10th through the 12th, it will be the West Michigan Golf Show at DeVos Place. And the Grand Rapids Boat Show is back February 15th through the 19th at DeVos Place in downtown GR. Fridays on the huge show across Michigan are presented by Van Andel Arena, DeVos Performance Hall, and DeVos Place in downtown GR. What's up, Michigan? It's time for another DraftKings NFL Power Hour presented by the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Get in on Super Sunday action. Use code HUGE when you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you'll get all of the promo hookups. And I do like the Chiefs on Super Sunday. Inside this hour, we'll talk about uh, the NFL uh, with a team from the Detroit Lions podcast uh, Chris Sandman and Jeff Risden are down in Mobile, Alabama. They'll give us some insight on who they like and who they've seen that would be a good fit for the Lions in the upcoming NFL draft and also their opinions on some of the superstars at the Senior Bowl and also the offseason needs uh, for the Lions. If you do have an NFL Lions question, you can drop it at Huled Show on Twitter, The Huled Show. On Facebook, and again, opt in on that huge text chain. Text the word HUGE to 21000. Let's go down to Mobile, Alabama, and check in with the Detroit Lions podcast
8: team. Can I just break into a quick segment of uh, Chris's love affair? Yeah. Who who is it that Chris fell in love with? And uh, Andy was with me all day. I wasn't trying to fall in love with anybody, right? It wasn't like I was like, look, I've I've had two days. I'm not going to find somebody. I spent most of it in the pit and seen some play. But there was a guy that was just, just beyond my glance, right? Just, just kind of flipping his eyelashes at me here and there, and then today, when it happens, it happens. It happens, yep. it happens. Thank you. Um, I have to, I have to give my heart to Ty J Spears, and I think both you guys will agree. He today oh had one of the best routes I might have seen in the last three senior bowls, Riz. That he. When he cut, he didn't just cut and get low and reverse. He dug a hole. I mean, he was—he got into the ground as the coverage flew past it. It was beautiful.
9: It was, it was unbelievable. And and so and there's a there have been a, some serious route wizards here in the past. Andy Isabella was yep. one. Yep. Uh, I think back to Braxton Tucker Miller. Yep. Yep. Braxton Miller was a guy that made a lot of money off of a vine that you know, I did that went viral because he he put a guy in a blender, but he took so long to get through that process that it's not practical for the NFL purposes. What Ty J did today, like was a normal route, like in the structure of a play. You can see him doing that and it working in a play, because it didn't take too long. Mm -hmm. It was just unreal. It was it was the only time all week that the entire stadium went, Oh Yeah.
10: Yeah, honestly it was his dead leg during that yep. stop and change of direction yeah. was so Theo I knew what to say. It yeah, <laughs> but
9: but he's twice as fast as Theo Riddick is. He's light. He's going to run four threes.
10: Yeah, he yeah. does that in an NFL game against yeah. a cover two or cover three. That's a thirty yard play. Yeah,
9: he ran uh, what was it twenty point eight three miles per hour. I want to say He was, was one of the five fastest players here. Yeah, uh, and he it shows. Yeah, uh, he's a he's he was dynamic man. He was so much fun. Yeah. He's a very easy guy to like. He's going to be one of the guys that
8: everybody who was here is going to tell you had a good week yes, yep. without fail. Yeah, straight out to him. <laughs> he helped his stock probably. He's one of the top five to help his stock here at the San this Roll week. Roll wave. Roll wave. Roll, Roll wave. wave. <laughs> uh, their <laughs> linebacker <laughs> was good, too. Yep.
9: Yeah. yeah he, he, number 24. Um, I, I thought, as a group. I get, let me cite his name. Dorian Williams. Yes. Yes, yeah. Dorian Williams. Thank I, you. I would say, as
10: a group, the linebackers looked fantastic to me. Yes, uh, You know, for the most part, in coverage especially, yeah, all of these guys looked capable, which is not something that we can say about too many
8: linebackers. Right. Jelani <laughs> Tavai was not here. <laughs> no. There was, at least we mentioned this before, there were no thumpers, quote-unquote. No.
9: No, the NFL doesn't want
8: them. Right. Well, you know. And Patricia does and He's not employed anymore, so no more thumpers at the Senior Bowl. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, I think the big winner, uh, you guys, if you you can you can pipe up with your number one, your your big winner here for the week. Mine is is absolutely Ty J Spears, and and uh, you can you know if you have somebody different, go ahead and cite them, and I'll tell you why you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh,
9: Andy, why don't you go with your guy first? Because I I I have a feeling I know who you're going to say, and I don't want to pluck him from you.
10: Oh well, okay. Were you going to do right? Because I was I was not about. Okay, I'm going to do right, then. Okay. That's an easy one. Darnell. All right, you do that's, it. Yeah, Darnell Wright yeah, made money this week. Yes, he did. Now, he's violent on tape, but these one-on-ones really showed who he was and what he wants. And when you have a defensive lineman that gets beat up by an offensive lineman, that's a long day for that defensive guy. Yeah. And that's, you know, when you're talking about the... A team that wants to run the football down your throat like the lions do
8: yep he's a fit man he's the guy we talked about him yesterday he's a, he's a he's a giant, I mean he is absolutely giant made of made of tree trunks uh, yeah. you know all limbs, the whole thing, and uh he was just putting guys down like a vet on a bad day right it was <laughs> It was ugly out there, and like and the other part of it, you said he puts guys down like that, I can't see. Somebody coming into the third quarter with a smile on their face on defense. They are going to be so frustrated, so tired. And yeah. then when, when, when Ty J Spears starts running at them, they won't know what to do. <laughs>
10: and that's when you start getting offsides penalties because yeah. the guy has to be first. And if he's right. not first, Wright is going to smoke you. Yes. And it's, you know. Effortlessly. Effortlessly. Yeah. And he, he had a ton of reps at right tackle. He had a ton of reps at guard. It didn't matter where he
8: was. He was bringing the pain to his opponent. And don't you agree, I mean, we hadn't talked about this part today, but it did appear like he was doing it without exerting a whole lot of effort. I mean, it was, he would get in there and he would lock in. You could tell he had a lot of strength, but he wasn't any of that kind of crazy strain. And the one time he didn't even use his hands. He basically pinched a guy in his shoulder pads and held him tight and he didn't move, right? I mean, this guy's incredible. He's got all the leverage, all the balance and the muscle in the world.
10: And and day two, when we saw the Spears
8: runs that kind of broke free, Yep. He was out there yep. at was right tackle or guard. Yeah. When he was the one play, we talked about it, he was a guard. He was furthest downfield blocking. He had just blown through the defensive line, and that's the hole that Spears came rumbling through yep. for touchdowns. Shucked,
10: shucked at the defensive lineman to the side, got to the second level, grabbed a linebacker. And... It's
8: like an old Hanna-Barbera cartoon with the bowling ball knocking people out of the way, right? Yeah. Crazy. <laughs> there, there's a lot of Panay Sewell to his game. What, what Lions fans like about Panay
9: Sewell you'll like about Darnell Wright. And if,
10: you, and if we ever get the chance to see them next to each other in pads, you'll see. The, the, that that, that, that is the old school
8: group.
9: student body right. Just go. Yep. Put, put, put Sewell at right tackle. Put Wright at right guard. <laughs> just, just run that way. Yeah, just run that way. You know, and <laughs> that's the
10: thing is that we're talking about guys that are 330-plus pounds. He's, three, he's
9: 342.
10: Yeah, and, which is nuts. That's, that's a 1980s. Yeah. NFL linemen, that's, you know, Tony Saragusa. He's yeah. like Will Shields from, from Kansas City back in the day. <laughs> yeah, but these guys are fast, and they're mobile, and they're athletic. Yeah, yeah. that That's the difference, is yeah. that these guys can scoot.
8: NFL players are making, it's a step yeah. up, and this year's is, a, I think, a big step up over years. It's going to continue, right? I mean, everyone gets faster, everyone gets stronger, but this is a noticeable difference year over year in the, in the talent. It really was, and one of the things is that with Wright, he stood
9: out, even though it was really good offensive line. There's, a lot, of There's very, a lot of guys. There are a lot yeah. of 2023 starters here. Yes. Oh, yes, absolutely. And he stood out amongst that group,
8: and that's very impressive. Had a, had a comment in the chat asking about and, uh, overshone. Overshown. Uh, I did not say He was he was out there. He was fine. He was, I mean, I, I, he, he Andy was, said that the, the was his best day. The linebackers were all pretty good Mo, for the most part. They were good. He didn't. I, and, and you can you can correct me because I didn't get a whole lot of look at him. But he didn't he didn't show our compared to anybody else. But he was good, right? I mean, that's yeah, what I saw. The, the,
9: yeah, it was difficult to to evaluate the linebackers in that because. Some of it is that the fact that the defensive line was either really good or really bad. And the linebacker play, especially in a format like this, is heavily dependent on team drills on how yep. your defensive line does. Absolutely. And so uh he had a good day today. He was in the red zone drill. They did the the uh seven on seven. Uh he did have a pass break up uh, he also had a pass uh, that wasn't intended for the receiver he was covering that hit him. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, Zeisenbeigent. <Zycin-Bajan. laughs> that happened. That happened a lot. He hit a lot of things. He did. He hit get. a lot of things. He hit the brick wall on the side <laughs> with a pass that yeah. wasn't intended to the side. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Overshone was fine. Uh, he's big. He's bigger than I thought he'd be in person. Yeah.
8: All right. Yeah. All right so, uh, Riz, we're up to you. Who's your darling of the the senior? Oh professor? man, uh, I had a couple experience. of candidates today. And
9: <laughs> and, and you guys, you guys stole honestly the the, the my two favorite players from here. But I'll, I'll, I'll let you do that. Uh, I'm going to go with Durham Payne, the tight
8: end from. Purdue. That was
10: my other choice. I knew you, you were, were going there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
8: he was phenomenal today. That one catch? Do you want just describe that because I, I want you to put it in words. You know the one. He he made a catch where he was being closed upon. Yes,
9: and he he caught it and secured it quickly and completed the process of the catch going to the ground, despite getting just blasted. His helmet flew His off. And helmet went flew f- fifteen yes. feet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. He didn't give a crap. No, he, no,
10: was,
8: he got
9: up and yeah. he was
8: like, Bring it. He almost <laughs> headbutted and then he realized he didn't yeah. have his helmet. I mean he was up to his feet. was like it was crazy. And then he was out there and then they did the great celebration. He did not stop anything you do after you score yeah. and to get his helmet. He did everything, had all the fun, did the stuff, high fives, hitting butts, the whole thing. And then when it was all over, okay, I'm gonna go get my helmet now. He didn't care. He had he had he would have played without a helmet, he didn't care.
9: Yeah, he he was very good today. Uh, he was a guy um in the red zone drill uh, that I was talking about earlier when I was sitting with Ben, he had two cut touchdown catches in that, and I'm not sure that there were two other catches, period. And one of the catches, he went down um, well down to his left, which would have been his inside. The throw was supposed to be outside, and it was inside, and he batted it with his left hand up into his right and made the catch. Being able to catch a poorly thrown ball is an a Incredibly underappreciated skill, and maybe it was this time at Purdue where that helped him do it. But he he knows how to do it. <laughs> that was for you, Wisco.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
10: no, honestly, you know, day one he stood out to me in blocking drills. That he was holding his own against defensive ends. He didn't win them all, but he won enough of them. Mm-hmm. That's that's impressive on its own. And then, like you said today, he caught everything that was kind of tossed his way. And his his uh, second touchdown
9: of the day, he actually came out from the fullback position. Yes, he did. And that was. I was just going to say that. This is a, and we talked about this mm-hmm. in the stadium this week, you know, the, the fullback position. You've got to bring something as an asset in the passing game. And would the Lions be willing to part with Jason Cabinda maybe and save a little bit of money if they can get a guy like him, a tight end who can do that? They tried it with Shane Zolstra a little bit last year when Cabinda was hurt. I think mm-hmm. they liked it. And so maybe maybe that's your answer there is that your third tight end is also your fullback or H back or yep. something like that. And he can do that. He wasn't the only one that could do that. The guy from Oklahoma did a very good job, and I his he name's did. escaping me right now, of coming out of the backfield as a fullback. Um, even in a uh there was one where there was a split shotgun set and he came out and did well in that. He's, he is completely unathletic. Braden Willis. That's yes. Thank you. Uh, yeah. he's, he's not going to wow anybody with, with athleticism, but he is a guy that can, he can catch out of the backfield. And he showed that he can pass the pass protection hiccups. I said it right. Yeah. Uh, I got that one right. Uh, yeah. He, uh, he, he did very well in that. Yeah. And he's a big guy.
10: He's huge. Six, he's 6'5, six 260. I mean, that's some size that the Lions honestly don't really have. Yeah, James, uh, James
9: Mitchell's that big, but he doesn't really seem that big. Like we've 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 all seen him in person.
8: Mm-hmm.
9: He, he he's like
8: sneaky big. Like Willis is big. Here's here's <laughs> the thing with, with with Payne Durham. I I over shot him down if you I over negatived him for lack of a better way to say it for that one on day one. The one really he got torched on a block. Yes, he, he did. just yes, got he just did. destroyed. And I'm like. Ooh, and I put... I mean, that one stuck in my head and even... But, I mean, today, he he more than made up with it. Yesterday, he had a great day. I mean, that was really the one time I saw him not perform well. And today, I mean, he played out of his cleats. He was incredible out there. Yeah. You can tell he's a difference maker. Mm-hmm. He's he's a grower, not a shower, maybe, on day one. Uh, but he, he came out there and he really showed and proved his value. And, and as a guy that... Other than that one block, he can he can obviously block. We've seen him doing all kinds of great blocking, and he's and he's blocked at Oklahoma too. Yep. That was his primary function most yep. of the time. He so. brings you know he's a dual threat tight end, and and when you get a, th- a tight end that can block and that can catch, like you saw him do today, that really puts a little wrinkle in what the defenses have to do. So
10: yeah, and and you know we saw, Payne Durham, doing a lot of crash blocking this week on run fits, and he was yeah. sealing edges and. You know, he wasn't necessarily winning those blocks. but He was doing a good enough. He wasn't losing for, the, the, for yeah. the running yeah. back to get outside. That's, that's all we need. You don't need a pancake every block. You just need to get in the way sometimes.
9: Yeah, yeah. And with the running backs that they had on that roster, um, you know, that that that's a good thing because they didn't have necessarily like the between the tackles hammer. They had a lot of guys that like to sniff the B gap, and if it's the B, he'll go there, or if the C is better, he'll go there. And uh, he, 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 was, he was capable of doing that. Yeah, yeah. the
8: B-crack, that's what yeah. I call it. Nice, yeah. nice. Um, I would like to go over now maybe the losers of the Senior Bowl. And this doesn't mean that they're not going to get drafted or they're no good, but this is it. Now, I'll start because I've got somebody in mind, and um, uh, it's, it's, okay. it's, a, it's a tough one. It's, it's actually a tough one because uh, he had every opportunity to come in. He was the big name. Uh, Isaiah Foskey, he, just, he played well. He didn't play bad. Right, He didn't play poorly. He didn't stand out. That's the thing that I think really hurt him and hurt his stock. He was, he, you know, in, in the one-on-one drills and, 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 and everything I saw, he was there and he was powerful and all the things he's supposed to be, but he wasn't what he was supposed to be. He didn't show himself at a level above, and I think that's really going to hurt. I, th- I think his lack of, like, he's just not a super twitchy type of
9: athlete. And and when you're looking at an edge these days, you want that unless you just are really really strong. Yep. And there were a couple of guys here that did win primarily with strength. KJ Henry from Clemson being a good example. Yes, uh, he had a good week. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to talk about him, but he, he he had a good week. That's a guy that you know could work in the second third round for Detroit. But yeah, you're right about Foskey. He just doesn't. It just didn't like he he wasn't bad, but he didn't do anything to help himself.
10: And, and, and when you're Isaiah Foskey and you're yeah. a potential first-round draft pick, you come to the Senior Bowl, you have to look better than other people. Yeah. Right. And yes, he, so. if, if you took numbers and helmets away from these guys, mm-hmm. I, there's, I couldn't tell you who Foskey was. Yeah. I probably would have chose somebody else and said, that's probably yeah. Foskey. Yeah, yeah.
9: yeah. And, and like <laughs> yeah. We, we saw him at the feature. He was at one of the featured interviews on the mm-hmm. first day. Yeah. Great guy. Yeah. Like yeah. a guy that you, we know yeah. he would fit like, personality-wise and grit-wise, into Detroit. Absolutely, Yeah. Sure he so, would.
8: Yeah. so not, again, not to knock him, not to say right. he's a great player, but he's a guy that you expected to stand out. Cause right. Because the... the, the, the First-round picks at the Senior Bowl are, are fewer, much fewer and further yeah. between. And he is the potential first-round pick, the, the, the premier guy, and yeah. he just didn't have it. And I, and, and, and I will caveat this, but we, I mean, we all saw it, we all agreed. We, again, I'll go to Justin Herbert. We all saw it, we all agreed, mm-hmm. and he was better than what he showed at the yeah. Senior Bowl. So there's more to look at, more to think about. But when we saw him live with this level of talent, we didn't get out of him what we expected.
10: And it's—it's it's, this is the spot to show that you're a defensive lineman guy, yeah, that you're a dude. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel Lanza did it. Brandon Graham did it. Oh, did. There, there's oh yeah, There's a lot did. of guys that showed up here, oh, and made people look like fools, and moved 20 spots higher on the draft board than people thought. And it's, you know, for Isaiah Foskey, it's, I think it's just a, a little bit of a bummer that
9: he didn't uh, show up the way he probably hoped he would. Yep. Yeah. All
8: right, Riz, let's up, uh,
9: Brandon Graham here. I I I was here for that. That was special. Like nobody could touch him. Yeah. It's like that that when he's offensive line with enough hands. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
8: Let's oh, move goodness. let's move on to you, Riz. Who was your loser of the senior bowl? Did I say all quarterbacks?
9: Yeah, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> all the quarterbacks. All right.
8: I uh, I I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll pick quarterback position. <laughs> yeah, do, do it.
9: Do it, Riz. Do it. Uh, yeah. So the quarterbacks yeah, it just wasn't a great week. Um like Clayton Toon was fine on Tuesday. I thought that today Jaron Hall was the best of the group. Uh I it, Tyson Bajant had a couple of moments. He's capable of making some very impressive throws, but the throws that aren't them, uh I really I honestly I I do not say this lightly. I really thought I was watching Tim Boyle. Like, it's that <laughs> rough.
7: Yeah. No no now, no no. now,
9: he's a D2 kid that's coming up that hasn't played against this level of competition, so he's got time to remedy that. Mm-hmm. But it was not good. It, it really wasn't good. Was very rough week. Yeah. And there's been a couple of senior bowls where that's kind of been
10: the case. But this week in particular felt
9: yeah. pretty gnarly. Yeah. Jake Hayner is another one. I came here thinking that this is a guy that I could maybe be interested in the fourth or fifth round. If my team drafts him, I'm going to be very upset. First off, he's tiny, not just, like, short. He's small. Yeah. Uh, I got a chance to stand next to him today, and uh, seeing, seeing people that I know standing next to him, that I, I know their relative size and composition, like, he's just, like, slight. Slight is a perfect way. And he's, he does not have a strong arm. It's not always accurate he just did not have a uh,
10: we we saw a lot of sinkers today. Yes. Balls that
9: came out that looked like they were on the right trajectory yeah, and then would just drop a few yards in front of the receiver. Yeah, so uh, I'm pretty out on him as well. Malik Cunningham uh, in his throwing to say he's actually smaller than Heiner, uh, visibly smaller than Heiner and uh, other than when when a play broke down and he had to scramble outside, he did some interesting things in that. He actually he's he's more accurate when he's like out of structure which is interesting uh, and makes him a potential, like, practice squad guy that you have to, like, be, to emulate when you're playing a guy like Jalen Hurts or mm-hmm. or Josh Allen or something like that, even though he's nowhere close to their sizes. That's probably his peak value for an NFL team after watching this. Uh, and he's a guy, again, I liked what I saw from him in 2021 at Louisville. He wasn't quite the same in 2022. Mm. He's older Like, there's just not a lot to do with that. So, uh, in a way, (laughs) the winner is Hendon Hooker by being here and not throwing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We'll have
1: more with Jeff Risden, Sandman, and Chris from the Detroit Lions podcast team. They are down at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama. More coming up on the NFL on the DraftKings Power Hour after this Network T.O.
0: From Grand Rapids to Detroit. This show is huge.
1: It's time to go on the court with Johnny
8: Kane.
11: NBA fans, it is time to bring all the hoops action into the palm of your hand with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. This week, new customers can bet $5 and win $200 in free bets instantly. When you download the app, just sign up with the offer code QED. New customers can bet $5 on the NBA and get $200 in free bets instantly only at DraftKings Sportsbook. What a week it's been for the Detroit Pistons, who are finally back home after being snowed in in Dallas, of all places, for the past five days. Following Monday's loss against the Mavericks, Pistons were unable to get out due to a winter storm that swept through Texas. The game Wednesday against Washington had to be postponed. No makeup date for that one has yet been announced. And now they get ready to play three games in four days, beginning tonight against Charlotte. Team the Pistons beat in overtime in mid-December thanks to a season-high 27 points from Alec Burks. Tip-off tonight at 7.
7: Imagine this, winning big at Soaring Eagle. Do it for the love of money. Saturdays in February, 7 to 11 p.m. Winners choose $3,000 in premium play, $1,500 cash, or 1,500 entries into the February 25th drawing for a Chevy Camaro ZL1. For the love of money, $130,000 giveaway. Only at Soaring Eagle Casino and Resort. Your getaway. Reimagine. Visit SoaringEagleCasino.com for complete rules and details.
3: Grab your Mickey ears and get ready for the ultimate Disney party filled with all your favorite Disney friends. Dance with Aladdin. Laugh with the gang from Toy Story 4. And sing along with Belle and many more as you become part of the celebration. Disney on Ice presents Let's Celebrate, live in your hometown. Opening night tickets start at $15. Restrictions and exclusions may apply. Coming to Van Andel Arena February 2nd through 5th.
0: Listening to the HUGE Show on the Michigan Sports Network.
1: We are back on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE when you sign up to always get the hookups. Now, inside this hour, we've been hearing from the Detroit Lions podcast team, Chris Samman and Jeff Risden, who are down in Mobile, Alabama, at the Senior Bowl, and here's their conversation about players who have stuck out that would be a perfect fit in Allen Park with your Detroit Lions.
8: All right, uh, Mister Risdon from right. the Frenchland, what do you have for us today? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go.
9: Um, so, this is a guy that I watched some today. Darius Rush, uh, (laughs) a cornerback from South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I really focused on him was because he was the fastest player here. He was clocked at 21.68 miles per hour, which was the fastest uh, by by Zebra Technologies of any player in a play this week at any position. Mm -hmm. And I had watched him some on Tuesday and didn't really stand out like it wasn't was neither good nor bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Today he was good. He he showed in coverage. He can flip his hips a little bit. I'm not sure that he's a great presser. It, it didn't seem like he was all that comfortable being like right up in the guy's face, but with his speed and his understanding of of like how much ground he can cover and how much ground he can bait the quarterback with mm-hmm. was something with that our new defensive backs coach Dray Bly Dre Bly. Might know a little something about oh, just really quick Dray Bly.
8: <laughs> yeah. If you go to R slash D E T Lions, it's timestamped so you know. <laughs> and don't don't get offended by the message it was for somebody in particular and they know who they are <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah so uh, I liked what I saw from
9: Rush I, I have watched some South Carolina he had some good reps he really had a bad game uh, I want to say it was Tennessee actually that he didn't play very well but yeah there. I'm going to watch more of him so I'm better abreast of his entire game. But from what I saw today and with that raw speed at his size. Yeah, and
10: he's he's not a small
9: guy. He's he's over six feet tall. His yep. his arms, I believe, are 33 and change. Uh, so that that's a guy that I'm definitely interested in. And the way he's generally projected right now is in the 200s. So you're looking at, like, late fifth, sixth, seventh round. Uh, a guy like that with that kind of speed and measurables is a guy that you can work with you know, bring him in, see what Drake can do with him. See what you know, Aaron Glenn can do with him if Aaron Glenn's still here. Yep. Uh, and maybe you've got something in a year or two. There you go. I agree. All right, roundtable. All right, up, uh, Andrew. We're going to go with
10: Cameron Young from Mississippi State, ninety-three. <laughs> he. We talked about him earlier in the week, but he was violent, and he continued that throughout yes. the entire week of practice. When he hit his hands on, on the offensive lineman, you could hear it yep. from forty yards away. It sounded different, yep. didn't it? It yeah. did. Yep. He had the loudest hands of anybody on the defensive line. Which is good, yeah. yeah, when he is he was a guy that was putting everybody into concave backs. Yep. He was getting up under people, pushing up, and he's six foot three. He's not a small guy. He's not a small guy by any stretch, but you know, when he w- he was getting guys up on their toes and then ripping and moving past them. You know that's basically, that basically that's exactly what the Lions need from a defensive lineman, and they have some guys that can kind of do that right now. But we haven't really seen enough. And you know, what, now that you mentioned that. that,
9: he plays stylistically similar to Willie McNeil. He really does. He does. I, I, and I just made that connection. So yeah, if yeah. and
10: actually I was going to make that just right now. There you go. How, it's a it's a stack and shed motion that he did a lot this week, which is the. That's the Aleem McNeil. Yeah. But I would say that his you know, if you were to flip flop the run in the pass, that Aleem is a little bit better at the run, I would argue that Cameron's a little bit better at the pass As getting past his man To get to the quarterback sure. But that's still You know That's incredibly valuable Especially now That the Lions Have some defense fans That are worth a darn yep. That uh, you know they got a lot of them
8: They, they really do yep. They really do i got to go back As we move to, we'll, we'll get our last player Each here yeah. As we do our round table But I want to hit one guy We talked about And we didn't bring up As potential for the Lions And, and that was uh, Darnell Wright I, I, We talked about uh, Payne Durham And we talked about uh, Spears But we didn't talk about Darnell Wright and i think he would be an incredible uh guard kind of guy for the lions. If, if you want him you're going to well. have to take him at 18. Yep, that's the hard part. That's the hard he part. He will
9: not be there when they pick in the 40s, whenever
8: that 40 was it was a 47. Yep. 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 But yeah. there's all kinds of packages to put picks in different ways in different oh, yeah. places, right? And, and Holmes is a wheel dealer yeah. but... again.
9: Do not be married to the numbers that they're at now. Exactly, <laughs> not so, at all. So,
8: so Wright is a guy that I could see as a lion. He has again the sewell kind of insides. His the mentality that he's going to eat you. Don't even walk up like a defensive like a defensive player because that's not who you're. The one you're in the room with me. I'm not in the room with you. Kind of mentality, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's a guy that could fit well. Alright, I'm gonna go for my last guy, uh, Keanu Benton from Wisconsin, and I hate yeah. this because it's, it's too much love for boy, for Wisco in the slack, and he's gonna to feel too big headed, but. I have to. The guy was just, again, uh, on the defensive line. He was violent. Big man He pushed <laughs> people around. He was fast. He had uh, all, the, 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 all the things you want to see from a guy at a position in the lines he'd help in, and he, he stood out. Um, there's a couple other guys that I thought were a little bit better, but I can see him very much taking that role in the lines, depending where the, the others go and fall within the draft. So I, I, I could definitely keep an eye on To him. me, when I watched him this
10: week, he looked like a really good two-gapper. Yeah. He really shed well, especially in the team portions of the drill. Yeah. Uh, you know, he was able to move laterally pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> quickly yeah. along the line to get to where he needed to fill. And, uh, you know, that's definitely what the Lions like to do, especially in their run fits and their run
8: defense. Get guys scooting around. All right uh anything on that do you want to go to to your last pick of the round um, i i thought he
9: was very good uh and I had pegged him as a potential third round pick oh. I, not not in that way as a potential third round pick for the lions uh before we got here, and I feel better about that actually like mm-hmm. i like and that's about the range where i think he's gonna come off that sixty to seventy five eighty five range yep mm-hmm. and uh again, i know the uh, we're gonna have to Put this on repeat ad nauseum. I know the Lions don't have a fourth-round pick now. That does not mean they're not making a fourth-round pick. Correct. Y'all got to get past the, the mm-hmm. current for what the future might be. Yeah. There. Well, that, was, that, was, that was profound. Must preach, have, Riz. It must, must preach. have been the, uh, the extra barbecue sauce that I had on actually, my my brisket. Tonight.
8: Actually, just preach your pick. That was really good. <laughs> was good. That was really good. This, this, this. I found that the... The smoky and the hot sauce together gave you the the instant warmth that you liked, as well as the enduring warmth to help you remember the the bite. You it That's good. I'm just giving you time to pick your guy.
9: The smoke, <laughs> the the smoked wings though were better without sauce. <laughs> they were very good. <laughs> they were very good. Okay, but I digress.
8: <laughs> Let me go wide receiver. Ooh, I like it. This is this, before you do. I'm sorry. Yeah. Let's just. I, I want to talk about corners and safeties as a whole here. Okay. Okay. Because there wasn't. We haven't talked a lot about them, right? And there's been people in the chat say, well, what about corners and safeties, right? Because mm-hmm. that's a big point of emphasis for a lot of Lions fans in the draft. I didn't get to spend a lot of time other than Brown from Illinois. I didn't see a whole lot that excited me. You spent a little more time in those positions, Riz. Was there anything that was really standout-ish about those? Because we're, we're not talking about any of those guys. The,
9: the, the big thing to me is that nobody really stood out differentiating themselves as being better than anybody else. Mm-hmm. Uh, there were a couple of guys that I wouldn't consider from here. But, like, Riley Moss is an example um, from, from Iowa. He had some good reps. He had some reps where, uh, like, he guessed, quite frankly. Yeah, yeah. And you, you cannot be a guesser in Aaron Glenn's defense. That's why number twenty-four won't be back.
8: Yes. <laughs>
9: so uh, I don't think he's a good fit. I guess. Um, good athlete, though. I mean, he topped twenty miles per hour as well um, mm-hmm. on the, on the starts, so and there weren't many guys that did that. Mm-hmm. But just and like, there were some guys that made good plays. Um, uh, the dude from Oklahoma made a couple of good plays, mm-hmm. but he also was on the business end of a couple of like, oh man, mm-hmm. like, dude. Um, and I should probably look up their names because I just I just called them by by the dude (laughs) from Oklahoma, number and helmet. Mm -hmm. Um, there was one guy. Um, you talking about Jalen Redmond? Oh, he's defensive sorry. No, no, that wasn't him. Um, (laughs) I was Oklahoma went to. I'll say um one one safety that did stand out today, and he won't be my guy. But Jay Ward from LSU played very well in the red zone drills Mm -hmm. today, and is a bigger guy. Um, he's kind of a linebacker as well. Um, linebacker safety hybrid. Uh. But actually, I think he was playing linebacker some today.
10: He was. He moved around a little bit. I think he's like a tweener enough that yeah. uh, I don't know if the NFL called and, and down to the counter. Deion, like like Deion is like that,
9: too. Like Henley is like that, too. And, and the, so is J.L. Skinner from Boise State, who was really good on Tuesday and was not the rest of the week. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he, yes. his, they kind of figured out how to get to him, and he didn't really make the counter move. Um, and again, it it's just two days, so it's not like mm-hmm. a death knell, but. Um, I don't like him as much on Thursday night as I did on Tuesday
8: night. All right, so before we get to your pick, I want to yeah. Andy, anything on corners and safeties that jumped out at you as to why we, we just didn't land on any of them, or even wide receivers, we didn't land on too many. I'm going to point
10: to one specific thing, and that's quarterback play. It's hard to judge cornerbacks and wide receivers when the ball isn't getting close to them. I would also point to that the coaching staffs didn't do a super fantastic job of getting everybody involved on every play so we didn't get to see a lot of balls tossed out to guys or uh you know things of that nature especially the american team
9: that was that was that was not a well run practice from a scouting evaluation standpoint (laughs) i would agree so it's just hard to see you know like we can
10: say like oh this guy got open but was he open? You know, it's kind of hard to say from the sideline. We don't have the same eye line as the quarterback, or we can't see that. And generally, you can say, oh, he got open because the ball was thrown to him. But that's not necessarily what was
9: happening this yeah. week.
8: Yeah.
9: Yeah. Okay. Um, Anthony Johnson, by the way, from Virginia, also has a corner. Had some good, good reps this week. I, I, like, he, he's on the positive side of the ledger for me. All right. My last guy. Riz's ledger. <laughs>
8: You're on the list. <laughs> Written in blood. Go ahead, Riz. Go. Give us your, your last, your final of the roundtable guys. I'm, to I'm going a
9: little bit more obscure here. Uh, it's a Nebraska wide receiver. I know who you're talking about. Trey Palmer. Yep. Very nice hands. Can Another guy. Palmolive. Uh, it could be. Um, <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh, but it did. Um a guy who's used to catching poorly thrown footballs from his collegiate quarterback that was there for approximately 37 years. Uh, he he made some very nice catches away from his body frame, and he's 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 a bigger guy. He's six. I think he's six one, like two oh five. He also ran over 20 miles per hour. Was one of the few receivers that could do that. He ran a stutter step move, and you guys know this. When I watch receivers, I love guys who can change speeds. And get open just by changing speeds the way that Marvin Jones does so well. I saw that from from Palmer, uh, and he was a guy. He was he was on the wrong end of some really bad throws where nobody was going to catch it uh, unless they literally ran into the brick wall. <laughs> but, uh,
8: just, so, just really quick, there's some questions in the chat. Is this a kind of an, an Illuminati toss to Kenyon, or is this we're just walking past Nebraska and that's that?
9: No, oh, yeah.
8: I, 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 <laughs> sorry, Kenny, I wasn't thinking of you. <laughs> okay. No, one usually is. All right, go ahead Sam, and say, uh hit us up with your last pick. All right, my last guy's a linebacker again.
10: I'm going with Marte Mapu from Sacramento ah. State. Another coverage Ooh, yeah, linebacker. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's 6'2 two half, 217, so he's not a small linebacker. He's, you know, sizable. Uh, and, you know, he showed up this week. Once again, he caught my eye in coverage drills. Where he tipped a couple of balls, you, you saw his length. We talked about it earlier today about the drill that they were doing around the tackling dummy. Mm-hmm. He d- was doing that before that drill, yes, and then he, was. he was he was excelling at it. He just really stood out to me in that way. And then when we started watching more team fits, more team work, um, you know, you could see his sideline to sideline mobility, and it was there. And his reaction speed was very good. He saw, he reacted. You know, and that's what, you know, D.C. Aaron Glenn wants um, out of his linebacker. Twitchy. He's twitchy. twitchy. Yes, that's a perfect way to put it. Sees, goes. It's an instantaneous movement. There's no thinking involved. And, you know, honestly, that's a hard thing to do at a, a bowl game like this because you're learning, you're around a bunch of new people. It takes a lot of people a, lo- a while, <laughs> that to, communication, to turn your brain off and feel comfortable in what you were doing. It's like he was born to play linebacker.
8: Yep. It go, and it goes to those, we, we, those tweets we sent out today, the communication that happens on defense amongst a bunch of guys that haven't played together, uh, coming together. We saw it today. Go see those tweets. Andy has one, Sandman7773. I do DTET Lions podcast. D.E.T. Lines podcast, I'll try to enunciate it. Those two tweets have videos of uh, their their red zone plays, but after the the, the the break of the offensive huddle, you can hear the defense yelling, calling, who's on what side, go where, based on where how the offense is setting up. And it's to see how much has to be done in a situation with these new people and watching a guy like that be able to see and go. If he only had 250 pounds more, he could be drafted by Matt Patricia.
1: We do have one final segment coming up here on the DraftKings NFL Power Hour. Remember to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and always use that promo code HUGE uh, to get the promo hookups. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app.
0: Everything HUGE 24-7 at
6: thehugeshow.net. Get more for your money at Meyer. Everyone loves a soup and salad combo, so stock up to make your own at home. Right now, Earthbound Farm Organic Salads are buy one, get one for a dollar. Swanson's Broth is buy five, save five dollars. And Frederick's by Meyer Shrimp is buy one, get one 50% off. Top it off with buy five, save five dollars on Kraft, Shredded, or Chunked Cheese. Plus, pay the same low Meyer prices no matter how you shop, in-store or online. Exclusions apply. See all the deals in the Meyer app.
1: Also, Thomas stepped up with $1,500 in cash in the Beat Huge Pro Football Picks Contest. Now, if you beat my picks just one week, you'll be on the join at the end of the pro football season for $1,500 in cash from Tom Rosenbach and Bean Garter. Thursday night game is always a freebie. You have until Sunday morning to play every week through the big game you can play once or play every week do what you want to but get your picks in now at the huge hey
4: michigan let's go big i'm herman moore lions all pro wide receiver and i'm talking real big time winning on the hottest slots and table games on one incredible app eagle casino and sports sign up now and get up to fifteen hundred dollars that's right we'll match your first two deposits for up to fifteen hundred dollars plus 100 free spins eagle casino and sports made in michigan made for michigan must be 21 or
7: older in michigan to play
0: You're listening to The Huge Show on the Michigan
8: Sports Network. Final
1: segment on this DraftKings Sportsbook app NFL Power Hour. If you want to get in on Super Sunday and all the action, all the prop bets, same game parlays and more... Just download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that code HUGE when you sign up to get the promo hookups. And also right now, if you use code HUGE, when you sign up, you can bet 5 bucks on an NBA game and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code HUGE when you sign up after downloading the DraftKings Sportsbook app. If you missed any of our interviews this week, any hours, any full shows, our podcasts are free and we are everywhere. Just search The Huge Show where you download podcasts, and you can catch up and listen on your schedule. Big. Bad. Huge.